listening to The Cannabis Agenda, your weekly source for cannabis-related news and informed discussion. We podcast for an hour every Monday covering topics related to cannabis legalization, medical marijuana, and market-related information. You can follow online with us at CannabisAgenda.com. And now, your hosts, Jamie Cass and Mark Green. What's up, people? Indeed. Dude, I got shit faced last night. Alcohol is no. You? Oh yeah, terribly shit faced, and wow. I could go do it again right now if I wanted to. Yeah, you could. I could legally. You I could. could be, be I could drink to? until I died if I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, take a seriously, I could. I could one like, bottle if you chug it, dude. I could do it right now, but uh, I, I, I don't want to do that. Or you could overdose on cannabis. How do you overdose on cannabis? Oh yeah, you're right. You can't do that, can you? Oh right. well. Oh. Anyway, you were setting me up for that. I was. I thought you had some like new new research <laughs> bin stuff or some something. Some new trick. Hey, I found a way, guys. I found a way we <laughs> can die. On I found a way we can finally kill someone with weed, <laughs> other than with guns. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, everyone. And it doesn't involve police officers. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we have any law enforcement listening to the show. Hello out there. Oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> well, evidently, we no longer have law enforcement from China listening to our program. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, we've got people listening all over the world, though. We'll get some emails from an international email here in a bit. Um, what's uh, what do we do? What do we what do we do here on the Canvas Agenda? What's our what's our gig? What 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 is this all about for for our new listeners, Jamie? Oh, man, we advocate uh, for reform for cannabis laws, um, cannabis laws of all type of all nature, all over and statewide, local, national level, and even international. We would uh, like to chime in if somebody would send us some information about what's going on around the world. Um, we discuss and try to dissect different issues and topics that have brought, been brought up in the media about cannabis. We try to educate people and enlighten people to everything cannabis related. And besides that, we have a heck of a good time. We do. We do. This is uh, this is what episode thirty five. We've we've put in. Uh, we're getting. Gosh, we got to be getting near a hundred hours of of airtime here. Getting closer and closer. Uh-huh. To it. Yeah. This uh, is just one episode closer to four twenty. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Ultimate goal there. That's if we do one a week, it's going to take us five years to get. Wait, no. Wow. I'll have just enough time to save up for the amazingly exotic location where we'll do that show from. Right. (laughs) Right. Speaking of amazingly exotic locations for doing shows, we're going to be doing an election, an election special on on election day, right? That's, uh, we're going to cover the election. We're going to do our, Uh do our darndest. We're going to stream it. Yeah. We're going to take live phone calls Uh and all sorts of like, Real radio stuff. We're, we're crossing our fingers. Oh my god! Hey, it's organic. Covering. It could. We could really, really screw that up. But uh, what time are we running that? We're running, we're going to start like right when polls close in yeah. California. So. Eight p.m. Pacific time. Check it. That's what we're going to be doing then. That's so. That's uh, wow. Where are we? Today's Sunday. Next. Uh-huh. So that's next Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. What's song? your What's your countdown clock say? I don't know. I haven't logged on to that yet. You may log on there and check. Yeah. It out. Uh-huh. I'll log on there and, and see. But um, it's got it. It's got to be. Uh, yeah. It's it's got to be less than less than nine days. Yeah. Right? Nine nine. I think it's going to be eight, less eight days eight and eight hours change. until the polls open. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. 
That's uh, and 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 we do. Uh, we should, I guess, now would be a good time to go ahead and get into what's on the agenda for today. Uh, a lot of Prop mm-hmm. 19 stuff. It is definitely leading the news. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, that's what everyone's covering. Um, so sure. we've got some stories from elsewhere, but that's that's a whole lot of, of what's going on on the agenda right. today. Um, As okay. you would imagine. Right. Here it is. Eight, eight days, 20 hours, seven minutes, 15 seconds till they open and uh, till polls open in California. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're going to get to emails in a second. Um, Prop 19, down the stretch it comes. Uh, we got some internal polling, some external polling. Um, in, the NAACP in, in released a report showing huge disparities in pot arrests throughout California. Um, and a mother's group uh, releases a video and letters supporting Prop 19. Um, there's some dispensary drama going on in Tacoma, Washington. We're going to update everyone on that. Matt, you're going to update us on your pot stock purchases, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cogs. See how those are doing? Oh, there was a sophisticated grow operation. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll hundred plants. We better, we, better, we better let everyone know how, you know, that's some important stuff. Um, got some Jay Selkoffner clips today spreading the word in Wisconsin. We're finally going to get to Peace Pot and Porn. <laughs> uh, You've been looking forward to this one for a while, Bob. Well, I mean, you know, I I, I, I researched it, I researched it a while back. <laughs> is, is that what you call it? <laughs> Research, yeah. And uh, um, I mean, seriously. So you know how I sign off with peace and pot. One of these chicks signed off with peace, pot, and cum spots. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be getting to bongs and thongs later. Um, and sorry, uh, mom. Yeah, we'll be uh, we will be talking shop today a little bit. Um, some grow tips uh, or just some discussion, really. Um, and we'll be taking a quality smoke break at some point, uh, and we nice. will be raiding the research bin later on as well. Um, mm. So, everybody, we've been getting uh, a lot of um, been getting a lot of emails, and um, we really appreciate them. Keep them coming in. Um, info Definitely. at canvasagenda.com. You can also call 707-654-CAN-C-A-N-N. C-A-N-N um, and uh, check, out, check out our website, cannabisagenda.com. Uh, you can listen to shows right from the website, or you can go to iTunes, search for Cannabis Agenda. Um, you can subscribe there, then they'll be automatically you know, put onto your iTunes when they're available. Uh, please leave reviews. Um, and, hey, we're, we were talking about this the other day, Matt. Perhaps they should start using the word marijuana in their reviews. Oh, yeah. we've if, got issues on iTunes, don't we? Uh-huh. What's our issue? All right. So when we decided on the name of the show, uh, we, 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 we called it the Cannabis Agenda, which, which I'm a proponent of using the word cannabis instead of marijuana personally. I, I don't mind both words, but I like cannabis. Just I just like it. Just it's more sophisticated. I <laughs> like the grow operations. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that when people go to search for uh, uh, you know cannabis related podcasts, the most most likely search term is marijuana. Marijuana. Yeah, marijuana. And when you search for marijuana in the iTunes store, the cannabis agenda is buried. How buried? Way buried. Way buried. Like hard as F. It's hard to find it, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you search cannabis, we're easy, right? Yeah, Uh yeah, we're like number four or something. So, so, okay, so we're trying to, we're trying to, I guess what we're trying to figure out is how to become higher on the search through iTunes, right? right? Uh-huh. And and we're hoping that if you leave reviews and you use the word marijuana, marijuana, 
that we may ra- uh, go up the list. So um, some more black magic there. We don't know though. Um, no, nah. we we really, we really don't know. Um, maybe if you know, email us. Let us know. Um, because because that would be huge to 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 for us to be easier to find under the search for marijuana. Um, check out Facebook, guys. It's growing. It's growing on Facebook. We put an ad out on Facebook too, didn't we? This week. Uh, yeah, we got a got a little like sidebar ad. Nice. Uh huh. Nice. This is one of your concoctions. Yeah, we're we'll see how it works. Who knows? Some more black magic. Um. Yeah, uh, like us on Facebook, and please tell all your friends. Like, so um, invite them to like us as well. Um, and uh, what else we got going on? We're experimenting with a broadcast stream. What's yeah, okay. So we've been doing this for the past couple of weeks, and it's the same stream we'll be broadcasting on election night. Um, but we're rotate, rotating a few of our old shows through there. So if anyone wants to like tune in, it's like turning on the television. You know, you never know what you're going to get, uh, except it will be the cannabis agenda. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's on our website. Yeah, and if you're using it, um, let us know what you think and uh, why why you you know choose to listen that way. I, I'm I'm interested in what people's desire to listen like that is. Mm-hmm. You know, so cool. All right, yeah, this certainly is cool, man. Uh, well, we've been following a gentleman for quite some time now. Um, it's coming down to the wire. Jay Selthoffner running for the 41st district uh, general assembly of wisconsin the state great state of wisconsin um and we've been following him um with some interviews lately we're going to do another one i believe next week so tune in for that one right before the election and then we'll probably well undoubtedly we'll do a follow-up um after that um everybody i think everybody on the show here has been sending in donations isn't that right or am i do i have that right oh yeah yeah we all have oh it's the I was the odd man out, but I have officially sent it. They sent me a little confirmation that said, thank you from friends for Jay Selthoffner. So we're all in. So just a little, little, uh, effort there to, to demonstrate to you all that here on cannabis agenda, we do indeed walk the walk. And we love Wisconsinites. That's what they are, right? Isn't that what Jay was saying? Wisconsinites. He confirmed that to us. That is true. That is the, their Wisconsin, their Wisconsinites, unless, they're they're Packer fans, and then they're Wisconsinites, and also Cheeseheads. Yeah, that was a, it's a little bit of a confusing thing. I don't know. I never think of Packers when they say Cheeseheads because I'm just a cheese fanatic. So I like the cheese. I've never but, been. I've never been up in that area. Green. Yeah, green. Evan. Oh, it's gorgeous, man. It's really gorgeous in Wisconsin. Um, it's pretty active up there too, as I hear. Um, a lot of stuff is happening. Of course, Madison, Wisconsin. That's a huge, huge renowned uh hemp supportive community there um jay could probably tell us more about that next time we speak to him i think uh don't we have a clip of him speaking in madison at the at the hemp fest isn't that what we've got here yes we do oh cool cool do so should we should we check that out jamie you want to roll it yeah let's roll that man sounds cool Great to see a good crowd out here in Madison. Uh, we do have a voter registration table up here. It's very, very important you get active, you vote. The elections coming up are pivotal. They're going to be uh, probably the most important that we've seen in several decades. So it's our job to vote. It's our job to be educated voters. Find out about your candidates and vote smart come November 2nd. I'm going to give you just a little bit of history about myself and where I came from. Um, about a year ago, I was... 
been bugging my buddies to come down to Harvest Fest with me, and they decided to sit at home on a couch and smoke pot instead. Not good in my eyes, not good at all. But through their procrastination, I kicked it in the butt a little bit. I said, I'm not going to let just smoking pot be the only activity that I do to further the cause. So I started to get active. I started to talk to people. Uh, most importantly, I started to talk to people in my community, make them aware of the various bills that we're trying to go through. Industrial hemp, medical marijuana were the tunes of the last two. We need to get these bills passed. The public is uh, overwhelmingly supporting the issue. So, you know, so just through creating a little bit of awareness, uh, I started to network with a lot of important people here in Wisconsin, both behind the scenes, uh, in front of the scenes, and actually we made a few new scenes ourselves along the way. So through getting involved through various organizations like Normal, the Americans for Safe Access, uh, you know, we, what we did is we just made people aware of, of how exactly how important this issue was, uh, not only to us as citizens, but actually to people who are going to seek some office uh, down the line. Uh, we call those people candidates. So now, flash forward a few a few months, and the bills did not pass. Our industrial hemp bill and medical marijuana bill did not pass. So rather than go sit on a couch and smoke pot, uh, we decided to do something about it. And what did we do? We made a run for office. So we're making a run for state assembly on a cannabis-specific platform, full legalization, industrial hemp, medical marijuana, recreational cannabis. The time to end marijuana prohibition is now. Now, people, we all know it. We're talking about it. The time is now. So what are we going to do? Let's pressure these elected officials. Let's pressure these candidates to make a stance on the marijuana issue. Let's get them talking publicly about it. And when it comes to November 2nd, let's vote smart. So let's hear it one more time for everybody out there who supports cannabis. And let's end marijuana prohibition once and for all. Thank you. All right. Vote, vote smart, Jamie. Yeah, always. Always. That is a smart vote. And, and uh, I love his enthusiasm. You know, enthusiasm is really kind of useless and worthless if it does, if it's not backed by genuinity and, and some, some brains. So, you know, Jay's the guy to get out there and, and, and push this message uh, successfully forward. Genuinity. And we certainly support him. Yeah. Is that yeah. a word? Good. I like I it. I yeah. Have, I, I've been known to fashion some language every once in a while, but it, on the fly. But uh, hey, it's organic, right? I hope we can get him on for uh, election <laughs> night. That'd be that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. We haven't asked him specifically, but uh, um, yeah, hopefully he can give us a call. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be we'll be covering. We'll be definitely following that. We've been following it for. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we're we're mm -hmm. all about our Wisconsinites. We love you guys. Thanks. Yeah, for, thanks. we're certainly uh, we're certainly uh, full bore uh, backers of Jay Selthoffner and his efforts out there. And we encourage all of our listeners to um, get involved as well. Um, get involved in your local communities, but uh, also if you're interested in helping Jay get this get this uh, mission accomplished here, um, it's not too late by any means to uh, send a small donation. Um, Four dollars and twenty cents, perhaps. 
what's that, you know, uh, a medium sized cheeseburger, <laughs> you know, take it out of your budget, you know, for a good cause. Um, if you can afford a little bit more, that'd be great too. You can follow a link from cannabisagenda.com and it'll, it'll send it straight out there to Jay. Um, friends of Jay Selthoffner is what, who will collect that um, via PayPal. So uh, we encourage you to keep that up. Yeah, we got emails. We got some emails this week. We got lots of them. Yeah, Tongan Ninja. Oh man, I loved that email. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he uh, he's uh, he's a listener in uh, uh, New Zealand, um, which I always dream of New Zealand. I, it seems to me like it's like California, but only four million people instead well, of forty million. People. Did you did you like the Lord of the Rings movies? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. filmed in New Zealand. Right, right, right. Yeah, I've had those of... gorgeous backdrops. Yep, that's that's right. his home country. But you right can there. like surf and and ski in the same day there. You know. Oh it's, man, it's, yeah, it's it's a gorgeous place. Hello, New Zealand, by the way. It's like California in that in that aspect. Mm-hmm. It seems like, except come on, way less people. Must be nice. I got to get there someday. But uh, yeah, hey. you've been, he's been listening to us for a while. We appreciate that you've been listening listening and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the idea of a bouquet of weed is great. I love that idea. Just colas. You go to your flat, your your pot flower shop for uh, for Valentine's Day and pick up your bouquet of of buds. That'd be that'd be sweet, <laughs> dude. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we will. Uh, you're the second person to ask us um, about breaking down uh, the smoke that we're, you know, whatever we're smoking on. Um, and we're going to, we will uh, be getting better about doing that on the show for you guys because uh, it seems like you want to hear that kind of stuff. So uh, we will do it. And um, yep, you get a ding for sure. He gets a ding. You got to give, got to give this guy a ding. Yeah, this is he official. Holds- he said, yeah. He said uh, he holds down a full-time job, he has a healthy marriage, and he pays his bills. So he's going to give himself a ding for being a functional stoner. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll give you an official ding here on the show as well. Nice. There you go. That's a true functional stoner for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, tune into the cannabis agenda, and you can't miss it. So that's the there, ding. Was that the second ding from last week? Or was yeah, that the first? that's okay. the second ding. Okay. That's it. That's the second ding. <laughs> cool. Who, uh, um, did Staley say that he liked the second ding? He did. That that was the ding he preferred. So sent one in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks did. to Tongan Ninja for sending that in, and uh, we appreciate your your kind comments and keep listening, brother. We'll uh, we'll keep putting on the shows for you guys. So we got an email from Aaron in uh, Tacoma, uh, the guy from Cobra Medical Group, um, who. Uh, basically let us know what was going on up there last week when we announced for everyone that that uh they got letters from i don't know the city of tacoma or something like that or the, saying that they were going to shut them down uh that mm-hmm. they needed to stop operations by the 24th uh did you look at this letter jamie i did take a look at it it was uh disconcerting yeah it's uh, what it, was the uh, what was the ruling the, the the reasoning behind that well in the wording of the uh, I guess the law in Washington, it says something about they, the, that they can only dispense medical marijuana to only one patient at any one time. And so the concern was, I guess, that they're trying to say you can only have one customer altogether, one patient altogether, not like at any one time. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. the what's the difference there? Can you only have one patient or is it that you can only have one patient that you're currently selling medicine to? And then when they're done, you can sell to the next patient. You know, that's that's what my interpretation of that would be. Um, 
So I know that this was a big issue up there. Uh, they've had some protests and stuff. We'll be getting to that later. Um, but uh, yeah, he was uh, he was saying in here that there are co- his co-op does not do that. One, they only help one patient at a time. They sign in, sign out. Only one patient at a time at a time gets to go to the pharmacy room there at Cobra. Um, but there are co-ops that allow more than one person in their pharmacy areas, and uh, they should probably change their ways because it's written in the law um, there that that's the way that it has to be. Um, I kind of think that's a crazy, I, I kind of think that's a silly law personally. Weird kind of stipulation. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Hey, let's make your business really inefficient and, uh, you can only help <laughs> one person at a time. Yeah. We're going to put this crazy burden on you and you only and no one else, no one else. Even doctors can see, can see like 15 people, any room, as many rooms as they can fill. They have assistants and this and that, but you know, like you guys, you guys can only see one person at a time. Sounds kind of weird, but it's your law. So, um, we'll be, uh, we'll be updating everyone on that in a bit when we, uh, move into some Washington news. Got some, uh, got some, uh, videos. I think we linked them up on, uh, the, the agenda. So by the way, you can always go to our website and look at the show and basically has kind of the notes all laid out. For, for what we did over the show, and you can click on most of those things, and they'll they'll link you to any stories that we read or any clips that we had, so you can watch them if you want to see them, or you can read whatever it is we got our information from. Um, yes, Daly sent us some uh, YouTube clips of the the protests from uh, from that, that the Tacoma area, so you should check them out if uh, if you're interested there. Thanks, Daly. Um, what else we got? Emails, Sean. Sean. <laughs> Sean sent us a bong and thong submission before we've even ever ran the segment. So I guess we've mentioned it a couple times in the past and not not got not got to it. We had to cut it out one time because we were it was a really lo- the shows have been really long lately. But uh, we got a bong we got a bongs and thongs submission. Uh, two girls, one crop. We'll, we'll uh, there's a link to that in the the uh, bongs and thongs section in in the show. But we'll get to that later too. Um, See what else we get. Also, Pat from Wisconsin. Yeah, this one was interesting, right? That was a challenging one. That was a good one. That's uh, you know, like some people say that have been in a a specialty or a career or something for a long time. They say I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. Well, that's not me. But this is one thing that I did know at one point, and I don't have the exact answer right now. So I'm going to dig deeper. She, uh, Pat, was asking um, about the 1961 UN Treaty. Um, I forgot what that's actually called. It's the, uh, what is that? The single convention on on narcotics narcotics drugs. Mm -hmm. It's an international treaty and it's designed to prohibit production and supply of specific, uh, not narcotic drugs and drugs with similar effects, um, except under license for specific purposes like medical treatment and research. So that means anything recreational would be included in that. Um, the question that Pat posed to us was a very intelligent question, actually, and we thank you, Pat, for writing that into us. But uh, Pat wanted to know: Are we bound? Are our laws, our recreational, like Proposition 19? Ideally, I would, I would imagine they had in mind: um, Is are we bound to that by this 61 UN treaty? And I'm not sure how that would affect this at all. I haven't one one indicator of how much of a hot issue this is uh, right now. Um, you have never heard the the drug czars really spouting this off, or any of the the more higher authority level um, prohibitionists. So I can't imagine that that would be a binding 
uh, issue or no a huge way. problem. Give me a break. We have, uh, come on, that'd be crazy hypocrisy. We yeah, we listen to the UN whenever we want, and we don't. It's whenever selective. We want. Yeah, you guys can't go to to war in Iraq. Uh, oh, like, shut up. Whatever. We said, oh, shut up. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. That, and now it's like, well, we should change our drug laws to more sensible practices. Well, we can't, man. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. It's exactly yeah. what they're going to say. But the, his question is, does it make it impossible? No, it doesn't make it impossible. We're, they're not. The UN doesn't basically, I mean, what what do they really do? They don't really govern the United States. We govern ourselves, but we participate in the UN. And, um, I pretty much from just from what I've seen in my life, we do whatever we want, uh, either with the UN or without the UN, we follow, we, we get involved in things and only halfway follow them all the time. It's, it's a normal operation, operational behavior of the United States government. Um, but yeah, they'll probably use that as rhetoric not to do it. I'm I'm, I'm going to dig into this again and uh, re- reacquaint myself with this treaty uh, language. It's a pretty lengthy <laughs> piece of material, as you can imagine. So I'll I'll check that out through the week. And uh, if there's anything different or anything that's of interest that pops up, I'll I'll mention it next week on our show. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's a great question, though, because sure. I'm sure it's going to come up and people aren't yep. looking at it yet. So um, very very interesting. Uh, question there thanks a lot we appreciate it. yeah we love those intelligent ones like that that was a wisconsinite right there yep there just goes to show doesn't it it does hey keep sending them guys uh to uh info at cannabisagenda.com of course you can go on the website to uh cannabisagenda.com and you can you can link up to us an email from there as well and it'll it'll send it in that way um or of course you can call anytime 707-654-CAN-C-A-N-N hey is that the number we're going to be doing live on the election show you know it all right, all right, all right, cool. What kind of, let's see, what else we got? Where are we here? We are, I believe, um, you got some announcements and events on here? You put these on here, didn't you, Matt? What are we? What are oh, we yeah, looking? so, uh, and Jamie was going to kind of wondering about this too, but we, we were thinking about making an iPhone application for the show. Uh-huh. But I don't know how to do iPhone applications. And do you? Me? Uh-huh. No. No. <laughs> I, got a, I got a huge book. A really thick sub- substantive book <laughs> on it, and looked at it for 27 seconds and went, "No way!" <laughs> you bought the book? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the book. Okay. I didn't purchase it. Oh, I would have been really bummed. You know? <laughs> I was so, gonna say, "Hey, man, you might." That's wanna... a lot of college food, macaroni and cheese, that's, and ramen noodles. You know, that's what I was gonna figure. I was, I was wondering, like, "Hey, man, you, should, you know, they they'll let you sit down and and read it for a few minutes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 27 seconds, no sweat. <laughs> no, I, I, in addition, I also got a big, really lengthy book on the uh, Android apps as well, and it was just basically the same story. So You couldn't. It wasn't for you, huh? Somebody so, out there that's like, man, piece of cake. Nice. If there is someone out there that wants to help us with a, an iPhone or Droid app, we, we could just send us an email. We'll, yeah, we'll totally. start some sort of dialogue. About We're not it. looking for anything fancy, at least, to get started. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty well, Pretty bare bones. Pretty bare bones. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. if they could, you know, like listen to the show and uh, I don't know if they could get push you notifications. Got, yeah, you've that got basic cool. features. Push. You also said browse and listen to the stream shows in the archive uh-huh. uh, and see recent updates on our Facebook page. Yeah. Cool. And there's no pay there. We want to mention there is no. So you're searching for something. You're hoping. We're looking for a volunteer here. Okay. 
Gotcha. Uh huh. Okay. So this is uh this I mean putting it out there, you know? Yeah, so, someone might be so willing to do it. Eight to twelve listeners that were going, Ooh, just went oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well well we put I mean we put a decent amount of time into doing this show. It takes sure. it takes a lot of our time and, and it would be nice to be making money, but the fact is we're we're not making any money. So the labor of love. Yep. That's what we're doing still. So hey, and if you have any interesting ideas on how we can make money here at the cannabis <laughs> agenda you can go ahead and start uh, sending those in to us too. So we w- we would appreciate that sort of feedback. Oh yeah, we've uh, we've uh, gotten to that. We will um, be doing our first live show, guys. That's the last announcement we've we mentioned. We already mentioned it like probably like twenty times in the first twenty <laughs> minutes of the show. But this is the official announcement this, segment. This, this is the right. section where we actually announce it. So just in case you haven't heard us announce this yet, we're doing the November election. 2nd. Live, we're gonna stream it, uh, and we are. What time are we doing that again? Eight Pacific. Eight, 8 p.m. Pacific. Pacific. That's right when the um, polls close in California, and we will uh, be doing our best to cover um, everything we can uh, if, on all elections related to cannabis with cannabis uh, um, friendly candidates and, and issues all over the country. Um, and actually today our nugget might as well talk about our nugget at the Jamie don't you want to do the nugget at the end where we just kind of like break mm-hmm. down what there is to vote on what we, yeah, at least what we we'll know of we'll run them through uh, real quick all the various ballot measures that are at least the major uh, statewide ones and a couple of the other smaller ones as well cool we'll do that mm-hmm. um, it, we'll be getting that um, at the end of the show uh, and uh, now it's uh, time for, for uh, our California going on in california oh my gosh there's only one week left <laughs> i know <laughs> only election i know it's almost it's happening what can people do to help oh my gosh uh go to uh yes on prop 19 and they're uh, they're asking for help right now um they've got uh people making phone calls they said we don't care what state you're from we don't care if you got five minutes five hours the rest of the time it's not much more than five days left um so, you know, whatever, whatever time you can give, if you can possibly call some people, what we need to get is the undecided people. And, you know, some at this point, it's not really uh, about convincing people whether or not they're going to vote. Most people know where, which way they're going to go at this point. It's just making sure that the people that say, yeah, that's a great idea, actually go out and vote. And some of them are not motivated enough. You know, they get a phone call that might push them over and make sure that they get out there in a timely uh, fashion. But additionally, some people just frankly they just forget <laughs> which you know seems kind of hard for us to imagine perhaps because we're in the middle of all this stuff but uh but yeah some people just go oh damn it i was gonna vote today well you know make sure we uh if we if we touch base with them and, and put something in their mind you know put something uh make some sort of contact that puts this in the forefront of their mind then then perhaps they'll make sure that they definitely get out there and exercise their vote in relation to prop 19 vote yes on prop 19 vote smart 
vote yes on Prop 19. <laughs> That's how I'm voting. But, you know, you were just saying, um, you know, most people made up their – there's apparently a decent amount of people that have not made up their minds on Prop 19. And that's always an issue for propositions. Yeah, it's usually – those people usually vote no, tend to vote no. Especially – well, but then uh, they're, it's different though. They're, you're using a lot of different type of propositions to gather that data though. Sure. Like money stuff where they have the – you go in there and they're like, you know nothing about this thing. And you're like looking at this huge number of money and you're like, wait a minute. That's tax money. And you're like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's higher taxes. No. No. And uh, this is a little different. People can make this decision decision based on right there in the box they can read the measure and be like huh do i think marijuana should be more legal than it is now or not hmm you know like it's it's different i think then but uh we've got some uh polling data um we got some uh Stuff sent to us from Tom Angel at, at Yes on 19. They did an internal poll. Did you read this? Did you guys read this email? Um, I did. Yeah, it, uh, they, it, they did something like f- over 1,300 uh, likely voters in California. This was uh, real recently, too. Um, mm-hmm. October 13th through 14th. It was done at the EMC research, by EMC Research, and the uh, sample size was 1,403, which is pretty bit, pretty good, actually. That's reasonable, size. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, they, this was an automated call. So their idea here, and we've talked about this on the show before, is that apparently if you do automated phone calls for these polls, people are the, they always tend to show people more supportive of, um, of Prop 19 and of you know legalization issues in general is that because they don't want to tell a person that well so what he's pointing out here is because there's still some sort of stigma involved and and um you know like you do know there are a bunch of people that use marijuana and want to keep it private because the stigma exists i mean you know yeah right nature the laws and their their career and yeah that stigma professional credibility and who the list goes on and on so someone calls your house you don't trust them necessarily right i did a i did a poll yesterday dude and the whole time i'm thinking who are these people (laughs) and i used to work for a polling company and i still feel like that so you you know like uh so what their theory is is that this is more representative of what um, it will be like in the ballot box where – Because it, the ballot box is not going to be talking to them. Nope, and they don't keep a track of who you are through your ballot. So That's why I say this might be a, a new segment, the the decideds, and then there's the undecideds, the, the, you know, the yays, the nays, and the undecideds. But, well, it's not really a new uh, segment of voters, but it, it is definitely um, a, a greatly expanded uh, segment of voters, the the undisclosed voters. So a lot of those no's might likely go into the the polling booth, and 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 you know we're all keen. We understand this is a lot of propaganda telling people that cannabis will drive you nuts and it'll kill you. You know, listen to our program, you know, just once, and you'll hear several people that prove that that's not the case. You know, hence the ding. And uh, for a functional stoner, I mean, if they go in there, they can vote however they feel. Vote your conscience and vote what you honor honestly realize it's happening and vote to uh, lessen the, the damage and, the, and the, the destruction that's happening because of unjust laws. Sure. And, and so the, what came back, don't you guys think that makes sense, their explanation of why the automated calls are very important? To at least Sounds have plausible. A comparison. Yeah. I mean, it makes makes sense, right? And we don't know that it'll guarantee these numbers that they're predicting here. But what the poll showed was uh, 56% in support of Prop 19, 41% uh, with uh, 41% not supporting Prop 19, that leaves 3% undecided. 
Um, so, um, and then uh, what this uh, what what this guy uh, we're going to go into, and there was a margin of error plus or minus two point six percent. Uh, percentage points so that that gives prop 19 a big lead um, mm-hmm. but then i've got external stuff see and we were sent this basically because a bunch of bad ones came out just recently uh for looking at prop 19 um it's uh one was done on october 10th through 17th by the public policy institute uh only with uh only 44 percent of voters likely to vote yes on prop 19 which mm-hmm. is down eight percentage points from the one they did last month um, right and forty nine percent opposed, and they, that left that left them with seven percent undecided. Um, also, uh, a USC poll was conducted for the Los Angeles Times October thirteenth through twentieth. Uh, found fifty one percent of likely voters say they'll vote against Prop nineteen, and thirty nine percent will vote for it. That that is a that's a that's a bad one. That does leave ten percent undecided though, or refusing to answer. So refusing to answer could be another problem. I mean, these may be right. obviously are not automated ones. Probably you know refusing to answer is potentially that stigma. I can't imagine I Absolutely. can't imagine like not having some sort of opinion on it at all. Like being undecided uh would I don't know. It's just not having any answer at all. It's time to make your decision, people. But uh okay. that what the what they the big part of what the, they're pointing out in this uh cannabisnews.com story here, um which is grabbed from the Oakland Tribune, is that uh uh there's like this thing called the 60%. It's a, like 60 – the rule of thumb is you need 60% going in um, support because what we were talking about a little while ago, how the undecideds just overwhelmingly vote no in the ballot box. Instead of just not voting, they just – they vote no. And um, so they're saying that this looks very bad for um, Prop 19. Uh, but then if you look at the, the internal poll, the one, the automated poll, 56% with only 3% undecided, that's looking better. And like I was saying, I really don't think that this is the same, is going to have the exact same trend, uh, as, as past propositions where people just go in and just vote no, simply because they're undecided yeah. on it. I can't imagine that that's, I don't either. I don't either. One thing it definitely does show that is that this is by, by no means is this a done deal. It's not a shoe in. So please, whatever you do, don't sit back and chill and go, Oh man, they're about to, they're about to free the weed. Because Don't. that's not that's not going to happen if if that if that goes on it's not going to happen and and together if we try to do this we can get this passed yeah and you need to show up and you need to tell your family to show up and you need to tell people to make up their minds on it too and uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 the nitty gritty now and um, you know I mean we, we have put a lot of a lot of thought into Prop 19 and mm-hmm. I really hope it doesn't flicker out I hope that that everybody shows up and uh, voices, you know, their opinion via the vote. And it's going to be a coin flip, dude. Don't you, don't you guys think it's going to be a coin flip? It's it's, be, yeah. It's up in the air. It's a f- coin flip, man. It's not going to be a huge, I don't think it's going to be huge one way or the other. Um, I do believe that we have in California are way past the threshold of people supporting the idea in general of, uh, of uh, legalizing, you know, making weed more legal. But uh, when it comes to these propositions and stuff, there's a lot of propaganda out there. There's a lot going on. So um, we'll see. The king. You know? Yeah. The king of propaganda. He's just, uh, just flew on into California to spread some of his 
Kurlikowski, is that who? We're... Infinite Wisdom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy, right? The drug czar. He, uh, I think, that, is this his second trip that he's taken out here in regards to this? I think he's, I think he's done a couple for. Yeah, publicized ones anyway. Right, right, right. Um, he uh, he says that uh, basically came out here and preached that we need a middle way, which to him is increased prevention and treatment. You know, you guys know what increased prevention means, don't you? <laughs> Yeah. They're taking you to jail. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get the free bologna sandwich that yeah. you don't want to eat. Yeah. He, he, uh, he's <laughs> basically, that's, that's where he's at. And he says, basically, the facts are that this will not help people in California. It will not be helpful. We will not make, get, make any money off of this. And then he goes into this whole stupid-ass argument. Why do you think we can suddenly make money with marijuana which can be grown in, in a backyard, he asked. I think it's such a false promise. Dude, okay, so here's the deal. People don't grow. Everybody doesn't grow their own food. Everybody doesn't make their own clothes. There are some people that do a lot of these things, but I met this guy that makes all sorts of stuff recently. But, um, but you know, most people buy shit <laughs> and, and consume that way. So I don't know. He's, he's, his argument that, that there will be no money flowing in because everyone will just grow it themselves, that's kind of – I don't know. I think that's stupid. <laughs> I think that makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah, that was base. That's basically the little blib I've got for for him. It looks like we've got yeah. what's up. You got you, he, I'm sure he, he really kind of missed the point because he he comes to say that this is all that this this uh, initiative is about is providing tax revenue. Sure, and that's just uh, that's just one component, one positive component of it. Really, the 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 biggest uh, component involved here is that people will cease to get you know clubbed on the head with a Coca Bolo stick <laughs> you know they won't have people with uh you know highly uh protective gear all over them and mp5s busting through their door because they're puffing a joint what was that i don't Burn, know dude, dude is there a motorcycle in your living a... room <laughs> yeah i don't know what the hell that was <laughs> somebody said i'm going to california to vote right now <laughs> Take me a week to get there, and that piece of hunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice. Uh, um, some a group of mothers uh, looks like have released a video and a letter in regards Absolutely. to uh, supporting Prop 19, and uh, we've got a clip of them talking with some of their uh, reasoning behind that letter. Um, got that one? Reds to go. Yes, smart. Let's Roll check it. it out. We as mothers here today represent countless California moms who feel the same way and we're ready to stand up and be counted on Proposition 19 on November 2nd. Please vote yes, yes on 19 for the kids. I'm an attorney and a mother of two. I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and I am supporting Proposition 19. And when I think about what kind of world I'd like my children to grow up in, that they grow up in a world with marijuana being legal and controlled and not this out-of-control system that we have today. So it may be counterintuitive, but legalizing marijuana would be safer for our children. The local communities largely appreciate the opportunity to decide whether or not to control, regulate, and tax either cannabis for only medical use, cannabis perhaps for adult use, or for our rural communities, our agriculture communities, hemp for industrial use and enjoy the taxes and agriculture jobs created by that. If you don't want it anywhere near your kids, then move to another universe because it's near our kids now. 
We've tried the drug war for four, four decades now, and we've tried banning marijuana for 75 years, and it does not work to reduce the amount of use. It makes our communities more unsafe because it diverts resources that could be used for actual uh, harms to public safety, paying for our crumbling educational and other institutions. And it's time to have that honest conversation. This is an adult issue, just like alcohol. There's a time and a place for everything. It's called college. Huh? Wow, it's college. What did that part mean? I'm not, I didn't quite follow that end part. <laughs> I was like, wow. There's a time and a place for everything. It's called, it's called college. college. <laughs> Try it all. I was like, well, that's really smart. Oh, wow, that's great. That's a very intelligent point, too. Oh, that's smart. Oh, that's good, t- Huh? <laughs> huh? Wait, I think they like cut her at a weird point. I don't think yeah, they I let think her fit. Surely that's not where like she actually stopped talking. It's called college. There's a time and a point for everything. Hey, seriously. All sorts of kinky shit and good drugs in college. There you go. That's what it's for. <laughs> We've got a link to this letter that they wrote as well on our um on the agenda so you can look at today's agenda and uh link to the letter on there. I believe it's uh at um yes on 19 com um but uh yeah check them out they're yeah, smart there's they're smart there's, there's hundreds if not thousands of ladies that have signed this up from all over the country now so uh take a look at that if you want to um we've also looks like now we got a, a clip from former u.s surgeon general jocelyn elders she's uh supporting prop 19 uh, Dr. Jocelyn Elders served as U.S. Surgeon General under President Bill Clinton, and she joins us now from Little Rock, Arkansas. Dr. Elders, you know, you are quoted in the New York Times I read yesterday. It's very interesting. You said, we consume far more dangerous drugs that are legal, cigarette smoking, nicotine, and alcohol. We need to lift the prohibition on marijuana. That's a pretty bold statement. Many people think that you're wrong, um, that it would be a bad, make a bad situation worse. What do you say to that? Well, I don't think it would make a bad situation worse. I don't think much could be worse than the present situation that we have when we have the highest number of people in the world being criminalized, many for nonviolent crimes related to marijuana. And when marijuana has not really, has never caused anybody directly to die. It's not a toxic substance that would cause people to die. And we And I just think that we could, as was said earlier, we can use our resources so much better. And I think we need to legalize marijuana for adults Mm -hmm. and tax it so we can use the money for much better things. Make it such that you can't smoke around children or in front of children. You can't sell. It's illegal to sell it to children. And, And I just think that this is the thing that we should do rather than... Get grabbing up young people, throwing them in prison. They lose their opportunity to ever you get a federal scholarship, and 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 that's just to me that's well, just wrong. But what about what about the health concerns? What about possible possible secondhand smoke and, and all of those concerns? Well, I think you know we still smoke around children. We have secondhand smoke. We have alcohol. You know the most uh, addictive. Yet marijuana is not addictive, physically addictive anyway, and the most addictive substance we've got out there is nicotine. Yeah, so listen, I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. If it were legalized, would you do it? Would I do... Would you smoke marijuana if it was legalized? 
Well, I've never smoked m- marijuana when it wasn't legal. I don't think, you know, when you get my age, you aren't going to start something new. So I don't <laughs> think I would, I would smoke marijuana now. I don't smoke cigarettes. I never smoke cigarettes. And so, but I don't think, what I think is horrible about all of this is that we uh, criminalize young people and we use so many of our excellent resources, uh, po- uh, police resources, for things that's really not causing us any problems. It seems that there are a lot of people out there who are making judgments about marijuana, uh, and it's, it's kind of the similar arguments that we made during Prohibition about, uh, about alcohol. But a lot of people who, who, don't, who are not sure of the effects of marijuana, maybe they haven't tried it themselves, and they're coming to these uh, preconceived notions about it. Um, what do you, you know, we talked about the health effects of it, but what about causing violence or, or causing people to become complacent and all of those issues? Well, now, I think the complacency issue may have merit. There is no problem. Nobody says that marijuana causes violence, whereas we know alcohol can certainly cause much more aggressiveness. You you know, if you go out in the streets, you know, you aren't as likely to, to hurt somebody from using marijuana as you are using alcohol. As far as your own personal health concerns, we don't, it says it's never caused any, uh, any death has never caused anybody to die uh, that we know about directly from the physical uh, parts of uh, marijuana. But we may become more complacent, not think as well. And, you know, many people say, well, it creates a lot of zombies. Well, mm-hmm. heaven knows alcohol creates zombies, and- too, when they get... Well, so much. Well, Doctor, I, I want to ask you this real quick before we go. Uh, Mexico, obviously on our border, the situation there is yes. turning into a war zone. What's the impact on Mexico if recreational marijuana is, is in fact legalized here? I think it would reduce the money that goes to the drug cartels in Mexico because it would be legal. We could tax it, and we wouldn't have to depend on Mexico's drug cartel, who's now getting all of the money. And I understand we consume $14 billion a year in California. They could tax it and make $1.4 billion in tax money, which they could use for recreational parks, health, or other things that are much more useful than out there having shootouts in the street. Mm. Former Surgeon General of the United States, Dr. Jocelyn Elders, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. You know, uh, Dr. Elders has has not tried the high scream yet. Right. If you uh, lay some <laughs> strawberry shortcake on her, she might be singing a little bit louder some, tune in support of Prop 19. Some mint chocolate chip. Hey, didn't you have some high scream the other night? Yeah, I did. Was it good? Oh, it was delicious. Yeah, this guy outside of the theater, he just handed me a little container of it. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. It was delicious. <laughs> and yeah, high scream. I, I think it worked. Um, I think that's cool. Um. I haven't, God, I haven't seen her on anything in a long time. I'm, I'm gonna actually have to watch, watch yeah. that clip to see how she's doing. She's, she's, she, yeah. how, how old is she now? Oh, she, she was, she was getting up there when she was, she was, was the Surgeon General. That was long, quite a bit, of, quite a while ago. I don't know. I'll have to check it out. She sounds like she's uh, still spry and has her mind in the right place. I like that she, uh, she kind of overcame the interviewers. Um, I don't know, lack of judgment. I mean, he, he, he asked her pointedly as if she was a professional. He's asking her about medical stuff, which that's appropriate because she's a professional. She's a former U.S. Surgeon General, for goodness sake. But then he asked her pointedly about policy with Mexico and how that's going to affect. And I'm glad that she asked. She didn't just 
you know, spout back this affirmative answer. And she said, I think that this is what's going to happen because, you know, in that case, she just has her opinion. But sure. And she spoke about, you know, uh, I, I thought it was interesting that he, you know, he brings up the health effects, complacency, the complacency issue. Um, right. You know, um, it, it just it, it just drilled this into people. I mean, what do you think? Marijuana for some people can be abused and it can cause them Absolutely. to. Well, burn. anything I'm, can. Sure, sure. Anything right. can. Uh, but I, pe- I tell you what, if you drink a if you drink a glass of soda. Soda pot, whatever you want to refer to it as, um, Coca-Cola, um, Pepsi-Cola, whatever. And uh, if you drink a glass of that, it's probably not very good for you at all. But if you go get a three-liter and sit in the corner and chug down the whole thing, you're not going to be doing good at all. Cancel right. the rest of the night. You're going to feel sick. You might actually get sick. You might be shaking. Who knows what? But that's going to be horrible. And that's called soft drinks <laughs> for kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I mean, so, but the complacency issue, we prove over and over with our, with our ding that, uh, there are functional stars all over the place. Um, so Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe people should start, start. I don't know how we promote that. Like, that's like a huge thing with people. They really believe that, that like weed turns people into like zombies and lazy couch potato, whatever they do. And I guess that's probably got that stigma thing where so many like highly functioning stoners don't go around just advertising that they smoke weed right. to everyone. They just do it when they go home or, you know, when they're on vacation or when they're doing fun things that they use it, but they keep it within their like most close friends that, that, that they use marijuana and they don't talk to people at work about it and that you, kind of stuff. You know, I, uh, I was listening to the, the John Doe radio show that went out of uh, Colorado and, um, they were talking on, there was some, I, I, I found it very interesting. They I brought up the, uh, you know, supposition that what if, what if tomorrow, you know, everyone woke up and everyone who did smoke pot told, you know, all of their professional associates and whatnot, oh you know, just, it God. just like, just demolish the stigma associated with, right. with can't like, what would that do? Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh yeah. You know, and the higher they are, the, 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 the harder they fall, so to speak, the, the bigger and more, uh, uh, I don't know, more responsibility, the more confidentiality that's necessary, the more successful the person, the, the more quiet they have to be about uh, um, any association with cannabis. For sure. You know, it obviously doesn't affect them or inhibit their ability to perform, at, you know, ma- at their maximum, you know, and they just they just realize that the due to this, the unfortunate circumstances that they have to be that way. Man, if some of these people stepped out, you'd be like, what? This is the segment we were always talking about, the coming out of the closet segment we're, we're, we're talking about <laughs> here, guys. And we need it's, – it's a big deal, really and truly it is, it um, is. for people to, to somewhat feel – you know what will happen. They'll come out and they'll, be, they'll go and tell their boss, right, and their boss will be like, yeah, I use it every once in a while too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or not because of what you're saying. People higher up have to push themselves away from it from, for so far. Um, uh, hey, it looks like uh, got a clip here. Got some Hollywood support going on for, for more Nate star team. power stepping out. Danny Glover <laughs> and Melissa Etheridge came out with the message in unison, among other uh, Hollywood uh, star potential. Um, their message is this vote yes on Prop 19. I come to you here as a as a celebrity, as a face, but also as a um, a cancer survivor and a mother who has um, had my own journey with uh, cannabis. It's time for California to be a leader and 
break away from that and listen to what these esteemed people are saying about how good it will be for our communities. I look forward to the day when, even though I tell my children, yes, your mother smokes cannabis regularly to keep uh, gastrointestinal issues down from the effects of chemotherapy. Yes, I tell them this. I tell them that I am in a state that this is legal for me to do because I have a medicinal marijuana license, yet they know that this is something that is illegal. I don't want to look like a criminal to my children anymore. I had a, a similar experience as I listened to Melissa and watching my sister, who was diagnosed in 1999 with stage 4 a colon cancer, fight through chemo and fight through all the things that she had to deal with, the pain and everything else. When I asked a friend of mine what was the best thing for her, someone who was very versed in vitamins and other things and, and minerals. He said the best thing for her was marijuana use, to smoke that to relieve her symptoms, to relieve the pain that she was going through. And, 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 and that's an, an example of why it is important that we have the medical use of marijuana. But certainly, when we think about the impact that that the drug laws have on our young people, when we think about the, the fear that's been mounted over decades and decades, as Melissa said, around the issue of marijuana, and we, we, if we analyze that and the resources that are devoted to fighting this war on drugs, then we have absolutely has to come up in our mind that a yes vote on, on Proposition 19 is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that says it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Summed it up quite well. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that feeling. I mean, I, I, I worry about that. I have a kid, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I worry about him looking at what she was talking about, him looking at me like some sort of criminal or something because of what he's being taught in school or whatnot, you know, which is right. <laughs> perhaps why I'll, I'll homeschool him. Who knows? We'll see. But, um, you know, um yeah, I, I can I can definitely identify with their their points there and, and their positions and and uh, looks like we've got um, a linked. We're not going to play this clip, right? You don't you don't think this one's good for radio? But we got a from it's from the Yes on Night nineteen campaign, the Ask for ID video they've got. And you, it, there's a link to it on our page, um, so you can check it out on today's agenda. Um, see, I got a question for you guys. What do you guys think? Do you think Prop nineteen passing will really slow down violence? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Marijuana yep. related violence. Yeah. Nationally. Uh, both internationally and nationally. Just California by itself. Prop nineteen all on its own. Um, I mean, it's not going to do away with it. Well, that's well, not, okay. okay. So, so if it's, will it stop it? No. No. Will it slow it down? Uh huh. Significantly. Um, what significantly? I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know by what measure. Yeah, significantly is one of those nice words. <laughs> Often, well, put it this way. Every once put it in this a while. way, it's the motivations that are behind it. I'm, I mean, a violent person that has violent tendencies is an always violent guy. I mean, that's a low percentage of our society, thank goodness. But you know, they're going to be violent anyway. But the people that are violent um, that aren't that way, uh, predisposition to be that way, um, in relation to cannabis, are doing that because of money, and not just money, but buttloads of money. And when a lot of that money disappears because they can't get it because the people don't meet, need to, you know, them to cater to them anymore, 
then yeah, I think that's going to definitely have, uh, and, and I agree to what degree, I, I don't know, but, uh, it's definitely yeah, going to have I, an I, effect I, in California, but a positive one. even if we look at then like, just let's look at California by itself. Um, there's an argument saying, you know, people on the opponent opposing 19 are saying it'll make it more violent. How will it make it more violent? Now there's all these, you know, people are like, because people, because it's still illegal in all the other states. So people will be coming here to rob us. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you guys think about that? I don't know. Wouldn't they be already? Uh, they That's are, insane. right? Yeah. They are, yeah. I mean, they already are. Look, here's the deal. Um, recently, several people have been shot in California related to marijuana. Mm-hmm. I've had a friend who was shot. His dog was shot, and I've had a um, acquaintance who was killed over marijuana. And um, these are direct relation to the drug war itself. It is so ass backwards to think and to claim that that like ending the drug war will make will make the will make it more violent related. This dude in this story I was reading was like, "Look, stereos are legal, but people still break into your car to steal your stereo." It's like, you know, you're right. Like, people might steal your weed, but they probably aren't going to take you at gunpoint just to take your quarter ounce of weed or your, you know, your possession. And then, yeah, producers of, you know, manufacturers, growers, producers of, of weed and products related to it are going to have to secure their their enterprises just <laughs> like anyone else, right? I mean, you, got, you can't just, like, you know, have no security at all. But that's, a, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a lot of scare tactics going on and... Um, but I do wonder what effect it'll have on the cartels in general, just 19 on its own, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm personally not so sure that it'll have a huge effect on what they're doing throughout the rest of the country, but we'll see. We will see. You know, this type of violence you're talking about is, is directly, that is prohibition related violence. So, you know, it, it would make sense. I mean, common sense would, would, uh dictate that if you remove the prohibition then with it at least uh to to good measure um most of if not all of violence related specifically to that will will go with it sure sure i think so i mean maybe initially a lot of people will be pissed and just shoot people because they can't make any more money (laughs) that sucks (laughs) and you might be right you might be right you might be right i know who might be pissed and keep shooting people uh the la county sheriff uh lee baca Uh, I can't believe that guy. Yeah, he basically did you read did you did you get into this story at all? He uh Yeah. He's the genius that said he'll keep busting people no matter what happens. But basically, yeah. Um I don't know if they've if this has been kind of uh this story's been kind of gathered from like, you know, different different quotes. I don't it doesn't link it to completely together exactly what he said. Um but to that extent, that's that's kind of what he said. Uh he says it's not gonna pass, but even if it does pass um, his deputies enforcement of marijuana laws will not change. So that's kind of what he said. I don't have quote for quote exactly how he said it, but, um, that's, that's his deal. What do you think of that? That's kind of crazy. Don't believe the hype. If right. it's a, if it's a state law, then he is charged and sworn to uphold state laws, not federal laws. Right. The, the court system is going to say, what are you bringing us this shit for? We're not going to prosecute this. So what are you doing? 
Right. And so, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a lot of more fear. Pile it on, man. More fear, more fear, more fear. You know, I heard your toes will, will rot off specifically your toes. If you, if you use cannabis regularly, did you hear that yet? (laughs) No. Is that that what's happening to my toes? Yeah, it changes it changes your hair color involuntarily and usually to one that you don't want. I don't we haven't figured that out why that is that way, but it's always just something you don't want it to be. It's it's horrible. Just pile it on. Makeups any I can do it too, see? I mean <laughs> But don't you it's, think it's I mean, do you not believe his words though that he's gonna continue trying to arrest people or is he just talking mad BS? If he's yeah, I think he's is is undoubtedly talking mad BS. But if it for at any measure, if this gentleman does actually believe that he's going to you know continue to do this or proceed to follow through with this, then wow, he'll lose his um, job, right? I mean, he's a he's he's got a little bit more power than I would like to see somebody with that you know much of a lack of judgment. Yeah, um, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, and well, and down here in this story, he says, you know, if you want to do a joint, then you should do a joint in your own home and leave the rest of us out of it. And I'm just like, wow, he's the there you go. sheriff of LA. Like, and he, he's doing a joint. Hey man, you want to do a joint? Will you do a joint with me? <laughs> hey Jamie, will you do a joint with me, man? Come on. Shooting, you're shooting up those joints again. <laughs> doing those joints. Jeez. You're on the pot. You're on the pot. That's, this is that, that, this is that dude. How did L don't, Aren't sheriffs elected in California? They are up here. Yeah, they can yeah. probably throw that yeah. mother effort out. Recall him. Yeah, yeah, get rid of this douchebag. He gets. Sorry, a... sheriff. It's been real, but unfortunately, we'll have to be parting ways now. <laughs> yeah, come on. What a. Dirt. I mean, seriously, if he if he just ignores state law and starts arrest, continues to arrest people over pot, that's gonna be mm-hmm. BS, dude. Major BS. Yeah. You got speaking of arrests. You? you speaking of arrests. You got some. Do you you were gonna cover this story? Oh my right god. In double yeah, undoubtedly this gentleman we were just talking about had some part in this uh yeah i don't even know where to start right uh, recently the naacp um in the california actually naacp um in conjunction with the drug policy alliance released a new report called arresting blacks for marijuana in california um, possession arrest in 25 cities from 06 to 08 and just a few of the highlights. I'm sure you can probably imagine where this is going. Pointed out with objective information. Um, obviously, they use uh, f- uh, credible facts that they get from the from the state um, to illustrate to people the gross disparity in arrest between white folks who use the most cannabis, by the way, and anybody with a little bit of color in their skin. If your skin is a little bit brown, you have a very much higher potential toward being arrested for cannabis-related offenses. And if you are arrested, the punishment tends to be worse or more harsh as well. Um, Some of the highlights of this study, um, if you can call them highlights, um, in the last 20 years, California made 850,000 arrests for possession of small amounts of cannabis uh, about a half a million arrests in the last 10 years. The people arrested were disproportionately African-Americans and Latinos, overwhelmingly young people, especially young men. What we need in this country for our African-American men to get, uh, get a chance, get strong, get uh, in Latino men as well, to get uh, you know, a chance to go out in their life and help make our country as strong as it can be. We're, we're disenfranchising them before they even get the, tr- the chance. Over you know, cannabis, just, man. Over cannabis, of yeah, all things. That sucks. Uh, 
And then they can't. He, uh, then they, if they get a, if they, if, if, if like you know, they were saying, um, Jocelyn Elders was saying earlier, when people get, they grab that felony or that drug charge, there's, you know, there goes federal aid, uh, sometimes voting rights. You know, I mean, at a young, at a very young age, it's disproportionate. It's not fair. Why? Why do you think it is that? Why do you think it's that way? Why do you think it is so disproportionate? Uh, well, there's a stigma. Plus, plus, there's a there's the fact that a lot of these, a lot of neighborhoods that are most heavily populate, populated by um, people from this demographics, um, African Americans and Latinos, tend to be over policed or tend to be policed at a higher rate. And the the way that the manner in which they police these areas is a little bit harsher. Well, a little bit harsher. From 06 to 08, police in 25 of California's major city arrested uh, blacks at four, five, six, seven, even 12 times the rate of, of whites. So that'll tell you how uh, how aggressive they are in these particular neighborhoods. Over marijuana um, is what you're, you're talking about too, right? That those Yes, are specifically- over cannabis. Okay. Over cannabis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it goes broader than that if you get outside. I mean, as far as a, a full uh, criminal justice uh, overview um, and whole, not just cannabis-related stuff. It, yeah, it's even worse than but that. But specifically but cannabis, it's following a similar it's, trend where it's disproportionately – Yeah, a city of L.A., seven times the rate of whites. The city of San Diego, six times. In Pasadena, blacks are 11% of the population, but 49% of the people arrested for marijuana possession. Jeez, really? That's, Twelve and a half times the rate of whites. But it's now, legal in California. People, we don't put people sure in jail is. anymore. What's uh-huh. what? Come on. Uh-huh. I thought it was legal out here. You still arresting yeah. people? Really? I thought we weren't really arresting people for weed anymore. And there's really this double standard. I mean, most of us that are list, that listen to the show, and I know all of us that that, that create this program, um, would uh, would be in agreement that uh, we we have really no tolerance or kind of racial attitudes or, or putting somebody down because of their beliefs or certainly not because of their race, the way they were born. Um, you know, for, for people to uh, come out and say that they, that they are prejudiced, you know, or, 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 or voice prejudice kind of attitudes where they say, well, these people, you know, it's always those people. It's not us. It's, it's us and them for, for a certain uh, portion of our population. And they're always saying they need to get a job. They need to go get an education and do something with their life. Well, the problem is when you disenfranchise our young gentlemen in this way, the stigma of drug offense records can create barriers to employment and education for anyone, including whites or any middle class people, anybody. So, I mean, it's it's counterproductive. I mean, people need to get their their heads clear. And uh, if this inter- if this story, if this issue does not interest you, I can't imagine that it couldn't. And I don't know why. But um, I'm, I'm hoping that it does. And if so, then you can definitely get the link to the full study. We did. I did contact them. They sent me an email and I, I responded. They said for the full study, contact their office. And I contacted the California NAACP and they were nice enough to send this. Uh, and we will put it up for you. And it, actually, I believe we can post this in our additional uh, reading items in our reading list as well. So if you're hearing this, go check it out and take a bigger look. NAACP, the California NAACP is one of the first big groups to support to, to to become endorse to endorse nineteen, right? And, uh, I mean, makes sense, right? Why they would? Oh, absolutely, makes sense. I'm surprised that there's been a little bit of an uproar. It's kind of a a broiling argument 
between a lot of a lot of folks in the uh, African American population, mostly primarily based uh, uh, religious based folks, going this is wrong and this is. I think they're uninformed. I believe they're uninformed. I can't imagine how they could know what's actually going on. I can't imagine how they could not know it in the first place. But I, but but furthermore, I can't imagine that they could be aware of what's going on and actually say this is a bad thing. Well, especially I mean, with spiritual religious people. I mean, come on, like what is it? They assume that like. Smoking weeds like putting the devil inside of you or something. I mean, it could. They just don't understand. I guess that it, it could be mellowing, relaxing. You could, I mean, sit around and think more spiritual thoughts. Right? Isn't that one of the? I mean, don't you think like it actually does that for people? You know, gives them the ability to do that. I, I would certainly think so. I mean. She, we have we have black heroes in our history from hundreds of years back, and you'd be surprised how many of those individuals, just like whites, just like any other race, have used cannabis. You know, right? Uh, lots of them. You know, so I don't know. It's uh, it's it's an issue that grates on me personally um, in a big way, and uh, you know, we'll put this up there so you can take a look and uh, see what this report is showing. It's more of the same. You know. Yep. But, uh, Yep. yep. Check it out. Um, Humboldt County, little Humboldt County news here real quick. Uh, the board, did you see this, Matt? The Board of Supervisors supports Prop 19. Yeah, sure did. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's interesting. They're already starting to discuss how to control it, regulate it, license it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There's two groups uh, that have worked on the outdoor licensing proposal. So there's two different proposals currently. One is a group called Hum Maps, and the other one I think is the Humboldt Growers Association. And uh, they both are ca- – it looks like they're both capping at an acre. So you could have the biggest plot you could have would be one acre and um, of – you know, one acre of canopy. And uh, one of the groups is $80,000 a year license to get that acre. And the other group's proposal is $300,000 a year. What do you think of that? How does that sound? Sounds a little expensive. <laughs> How much do you think they charge like uh, a paper mill? to to every year to operate see i i can't wait to just compare this is the implications of prop 19 are going to be really interesting because we're going to have hundreds of counties regulating it themselves and uh um everyone's going to do it a little differently and they're going to justify if if, there's going to be some exorbitant uh, expenses probably from some places trying to get if you want to get involved in it and uh, I, I, we're going to have to argue with them about just justifications for that I can't wait to to find out how much they're trying to charge you for an acre of cannabis in comparison to running a drugstore or a, 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 a bar or whatever you know mm-hmm. so um, we will be uh, we'll be getting into all that but I just want to prom- I just want to promote this to everyone everyone's listening Liz in California if and when Prop 19 passes, uh, your local area is going to reg- control this themselves. They're going to uh, have some hearings, uh, look at some proposals, create some advisory count, participate, show up, join. You know, join in the discussion, read the proposals. It's a big deal. Um, make sure that they're treating cannabis fairly. Um, we don't want to just throw our hands up and be like, yeah, just, you know, just rape us, take all of our money from us and, and, uh, uh, you know, make it really expensive for anyone to want to do this. Uh, try to keep people involved in this process. And, and so you need to be involved in the process. So please show up once, once, uh, your local area starts, uh, starts working on, on Prop yeah. 19 related regulations and rules and whatnot. 
Um, Absolutely. It all starts locally. It all does. And, um, you, you know, know yeah. And, and, and so a, a lot of people have been giving that crap, like about how, how it's going to be done that way. Um, and it's, 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 uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's probably, probably best because I mean, there's so many places that already have their specific cannabis cultures and stuff like LA is going to be totally different than, than here. LA is going to be more like tourist based, lots of, you know, like cafes, uh, you know, cool stuff like that. And then like up here, we, we we're more of like the, you know, on the production in the, you know, to, like it'll be way pot farms. Yeah. Pot farm sort of stuff. Different, different, you know, mm-hmm. like we're an agricultural area and then you've got, you know, the central Valley who doesn't like pot that much. Fine. Then it's your choice. You don't have to grow it if you don't want to, but perhaps they're going to get into hemp too. I mean, this, we've got so many different implications of what, what could, where this could go and it's going to be done locally. So it's very important. It's going to be a big, I don't know how we're possibly going to cover all the stuff that's going on throughout the state of California. Once people start regulating this, it's going to be insane to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to do our best. Um, Joe McNamara, what's this? What we need to mention a leak uh, about Joseph McNamara. Uh, he's a former, uh, San Jose police chief. Yeah, so um, I don't even know what what television station this was on, but there's a, an extended debate about Prop 19 featuring him and, um, of course, someone from the No Side whose name I do not recall. Uh, is he? What's that, Jim? Is he the is he the uh, former police chief of San Jose? Yes, yes we've featured him on our program a number of times. He's a Hoover fellow from Stanford. You got it. Uh huh. Okay. So we've got a, a couple links to uh, to what amounts to about thirty minutes of a debate uh, on Prop Nineteen. If our listeners are interested, awesome. And then uh, we also have a uh, BBC report on the California marijuana trade, which I'm trying to cue. Nice BBC. Jolly good show. Jolly good, eh? Now to a most amazing sight, courtesy of Mexico. Earlier this week, we reported on the seizure of more than 130 tons of marijuana in Tijuana. Now authorities have decided to get rid of it in the most dramatic fashion. The huge stash, which is believed to be Mexico's largest seizure of the drug, was doused in gasoline and set alight, letting off a thick black cloud and probably giving those downwind a bit of a buzz. While south of the border, they were busy destroying millions of dollars worth of marijuana in California. Some politicians are hoping to cash in on the controversial crop. Facing an enormous financial shortfall, voters in the state will soon decide whether the drug should be legalized and potentially raise millions of dollars in tax revenues. From California is Rajesh Merchandani. In the canyons of Southern California, they're tracking America's biggest cash crop. It's a $35 billion a year industry and it's largely illegal. Authorities say organized crime gangs are increasingly using wilderness like this for marijuana growing. It provides a great hiding place for illegal activity. They pull up the plants they find, a small victory against drug gangs. But many think legalizing marijuana could have the same effect. We traveled north beyond the world-famous vineyards that are worth so much to California's economy to find another lucrative crop in the place they call the Emerald Triangle. Since the 60s in this area, they've been dropping out and rolling up, and it's a center for cannabis cultivation. 
Now see, this plant is more of a cush plant, a different type of plant. It's not the big bud like over there that you see. Uh, this grower, who has permits for his crop, thinks his industry could one day rival wine. Growers like him lobby for legitimacy. They're tired of being in the shadows. They're tired of being the black sheep. They want to be able to voice their opinions. They want to come out and uh, be good Americans. They pay taxes. They're like everybody else. California voters will soon decide if it should be legal to grow small amounts of cannabis for personal use. Legalizing marijuana in California would allow the state government to cash in on this lucrative crop. Local authorities could license it and tax it, and they could earn as much as $1.4 billion a year. Marijuana could provide much-needed revenue in this cash-strapped state. Nearby, this former logging town has a decidedly offbeat character and businesses that depend on marijuana money. If somebody walks into the store to buy a bare pair of pants, nobody's going to ask you where the money comes from. But in this town, it comes from... I would say probably at least 75%. From marijuana? Yeah. County Supervisor John Pinches hopes voters will re-elect him and also say yes to legalizing marijuana. If we could get... Just say a 7% or 8%, 8.5% rate, same as our sales tax rate on the sales of marijuana, it would certainly solve uh, uh, government uh, prob budget problems, not only government, as far as general government, but our school systems too. And there is a precedent. I'm going to stick with one of these, uh, an eight. Okay. And, uh, and one of the two. I've had this. Marijuana for medical use is legal with a doctor's note. Let me get your receipt. Hot dispensaries like this have sprung up across the state. It's a high-profile and controversial industry supplied by licensed growers, and California has made millions by taxing it. But opinion is split on broader legalization. I can't see much difference between it and alcohol or, or cigarettes or anything like that. So as long as the government can, can make some money off it and maybe close the, the, you know, the deficit gap, it may be a good thing. If you actually need it for a specific disease, then you obviously need it and it, it, it helps. But if you're just doing it to get high, that's just stupid. Cuttings, we're going to need to keep those in a higher level of humidity. Undeterred here, they're preparing for a new growth industry. I'm going to add this pH-adjusted water. This university in Oakland teaches business. They believe legalization will bring expansion for medical marijuana and maybe one day commercial recreational sales. Your side Big profits in legal highs. I'm a transplant from the semiconductor industry myself and kind of having missed that that uh, genesis of that industry, I see this as an opportunity to really kind of jump in and be at the forefront. Back on the raid, thousands of dollars worth of seized marijuana will be destroyed, but it's just a dent, and authorities doubt legalization will deter drug gangs. You know, this marijuana is just not for, for California, or, or for the medical marijuana which has been approved. This marijuana will be shipped out to other states in the United States. There still will be, I believe, uh, young lives jeopardized. Is this an illicit drug or an economic fix? The voters must decide. Rajesh Merchandani, BBC News, in California. I hate that dichotomy. It's like they, uh, they swear so many people just look at the money involved with this and that's it. It's like, come on, where's the morality? Like, 
What's right? What's best for the most people? What should we do here? Come on. Make a moral decision on this, too. It's like, is it illicit drug or is it a fix for your economy? Well, come on, dude. Like, that's all <laughs> That's all we're choosing between here? Like, I don't know. I realized Yes on 19 went that direction early on in the in the um uh in this um campaign um but have moved off of that as as much it being the big budgetary band-aid that it'll be i mean it's going to generate a lot of money um over time uh, especially through sales tax uh, and then for through obviously they're trying to make a killing off of licensing with it and everything as well um but uh yeah i, I don't know at some point it's like where, where's the morality people yeah, or 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 perhaps is it another non-toxic option to ease the stress from a difficult day? Right. <laughs> Come have a smoke with me. <laughs> yeah, you know I love uh, people from England. If there's anybody over there, I just want to let you know we're certainly not making fun of your accent. I just it, I, it's endearing. I love it. I love it. I wish I had a girlfriend that said, "Good morning, darling." I'm a fan of all shall accents. I, really. Shall I make you some eggs? I'd be like, man, the eggs just taste better when you say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Got to love all uh, all accents. I, yeah, I, I love Wisconsinites' accents. I was going to say, I'm just going to say that. Even our beloved Jay Selthofner, he's got the accent. It sticks out. Go out and boot. Yeah. I can't even do it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to statewide and national news news from the feds today or actually this didn't happen today this happened on october 18th rather um many organizations joined together uh to announce that they all agree the passage of proposition 19 is a vital step towards ending the war on drugs bringing peace and safety back to our neighborhoods and producing an extra revenue source for struggling businesses and local governments in california this includes the uh, green party of california Peace and Freedom Party of California, the Republican Liberty Caucus of California, Progressive Libertarian Caucus, that's national, by the way, the National uh, Black Police Association, no surprise there if you've co covered our, you know, paid attention to our story uh, earlier in this show, uh, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, of which I'm a member, um, the Free and Equal Elections Foundation, and your beloved Empire Media as well, huh. all banning together. Um, the, a number of signatories, um, agreed. They wrote the Republican and democratic parties have cited against the people by failing to endorse proposition 19. This historic proposition, if passed would allow possession of up to an ounce of cannabis, which we already know about for personal consumption and in turn would allow for the taxing and controlling similar to alcohol and tobacco. We already know about that. They said, I quote, we ask that voters join us as well as police officers, cancer patients, teachers, doctors, judges, nurses, journalists, students, and everyone else across California to tell our government that we demand an end to prohibition of cannabis because it simply does not work. Our prisons are bursting at the seams with cannabis arrests, which now comprise more than 50% of all drug arrests nationwide. We strongly urge California voters to legalize urban California by voting yes on Prop 19 this November. Together, we can make our streets freer, smarter, and safer. Amen, guys. That's good for those dudes. It's a lot of people. If you notice, some of those organizations were uh, national-level organizations as well. While none of them did, would really, you know, if you know who they are, would really be that much of a surprise. These are big uh, organizations, and a lot of them have uh, a significant amount of power. Um, so that's a, it's a positive thing. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Indeed. Th- yeah, smart folks. We should get together. we should get Scott on from a little organization, Le- Leafly, his own little his his the little little what is it? It's like a, a some, website. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a website, right? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll that's the guy you paid attention. He was listening to our show that time. Yeah, totally. Let's get him on the air. <laughs> so we've got uh, Scott on the line from Leafly, right? Leafly.com? Is that the website that Leafly. you? Leafly.com. Leafly.com. Yep, um, interesting story how we found you and how you found us. Uh, I believe we were we were talking about weedmaps.com, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. where, where, where this all right. took place? And, yeah. And Jamie was saying something about the little leaves. He couldn't figure out what they were or he was mm-hmm. clicking on little leaves and trying to mm-hmm. figure out what they what they did and stuff. And that's that's where you chimed in and told us that, that about those little leaves. What's what's the deal with those little leaves? So the, the leaves, yeah, I was listening and uh, you guys were talking about the leaves and I was yelling in my uh, iPod to click the leaves. <laughs> click the leaves. <laughs> click it. Click it. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, so. So what that is is a, one of a, a widget for our site that we kind of made custom for weed maps. Uh, so anytime across the site on the forums, anywhere that a strain name is mentioned, uh, we kind of pick that up on the page and tag it with our leaf. And then you click on that and it gives a, a little overview of the strain. And uh, the data that, that we show there is uh, kind of a crowdsourced strain review. So it shows top, uh, top effect uh, for the strain, whether makes you giggly or hungry or whatever people have tagged on that one. And then also top medical effect, what it can help help with and uh, a top activity of good things to do while using that strain. So, so like I just clicked on green crack, which I'm very familiar with and it has an overall rating of seven. How does the rating process work? So people just go in and rate it one through 10. Yeah. It's a one through 10 rating uh, when they post a review. They get the opportunity to rate it, so and then we just average that out. Uh, a lot of them actually come out to around seven or eight, which is uh, interesting. I, I tend to rate them everything about, about that level. So right around there, yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. So cool. It's not gonna be a two ever, probably for me. So yeah. So so you that so you this is a so you created this widget then for weed maps. Are you using it on any? Because I think there are other weed there are other dispensary sites. Or do you have your widget on other sites as well, or is it just uh, just on? Yeah. 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 It's on a few others. Uh, THC Finder is starting to use it. I'm not sure if they've done with the implementation, but then also a one that really has our data integrated is CanaCentral.com, which they're they're a newer one and uh, up there in Northern California. So they've, uh, they use our full API and pull in, you know, all our graphs and everything into their site. So it's a really nice integrated experience. So. Cool. Cool. And so, okay. So uh, Leafly then, when you go to leafly.com, it, it mm-hmm. has a rundown, like right on the front of basically, it looks, almost looks like a periodic chart of pot. Right. <laughs> That's, that's kind of what I'm seeing here, and I'm seeing a lot of strains that uh, that you don't see on, on your everyday menu. I mean, you know, like Jamie's. A, what you're a super silver haze guy, right, Jamie? Oh yes, I'm an aficionado. Yeah, and I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't run into that very often anymore. So it's good that it's. I mean, it's cool to to see these you know see these different strains on there that um that that aren't even that easy to find really any, anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's. 
maybe that's just where we're at up here. But you, do you do you do you visit a lot of the dispensaries down there and and see these things on the on the menu still? Yeah, actually, Super Silver Haze is somewhat common down here. I picked some up a, a few weeks ago, uh, if I remember. But uh, essentially, we we launched the site. Uh, so I'll just give you some background on the whole sure. site. Uh, I was a new, newly minted medical patient. Uh, sometime, I think it was March. And visiting the dispensary, I was overwhelmed by all the choices. I didn't know, you know, what any of it meant. Right. So I kind of, uh, so I'd get whatever, whatever was recommended or something that sounded cool, and then I'd actually have trouble remembering everything I've tried or what I liked. Uh, you know, just because you forget those things after a while. So I started just like a super nerd. I started tracking things on a spreadsheet. And then I kind of started talking to two of my friends who are also uh, patients. And kind of just the idea for the site manifested from there. Initially, we we're just going to keep track of, you know, you could keep your journal of what you've tried, take some notes, uh, how it affected you, all that. And then it just more spawned into we can take those uh, reviews and ratings for everybody and kind of aggregate them together and start uh, exposing that data and making it easier to search for strains based on how people have rated them and uh, the effects that people have reported. So uh, have, that's kind of how that went. Have you gotten feedback from people that are using using your your site and your widget? Yeah. Yeah, everybody, uh, we've gotten great positive feedback. Uh, we have actually about to cross the 1,000 registered users mark, and we have almost 1,500 reviews posted uh, for about 250 strains right now. We start, we launched the site initially with just 50 of, you know, kind of the, the everyday, the most common ones that, that people know. And then uh, when you submit a review, if we don't have the strain, you can you can add it. Uh, so the, we did 50, and the other 200 plus that are on there now are all added by other users. So sweet, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, even I get, you know, I, I get a little. I mean, I've seen, I get to see a lot of a lot of weed, but even when I go into a dispensary, I'm a little overwhelmed if I'm like trying to make a purchase there. You know, when you see 20, right. 30 to 40 different strains on the board, and yeah, exactly. Are you guys doing uh, anything with edibles or um, hash or anything like that? On the side, or is we it... haven't, we haven't yet. The edibles are tricky because there aren't, you know, there aren't a whole lot of name brand type things that you can find most places, and we're trying to kind of work through that. Um, it's it's nothing on there yet, but it's it's eventually uh, planned for. So yeah, what are what other sorts of plans do you guys have moving forward? Um, well, some of the kind of cool stuff uh, we're working on right now, we just, uh, we're finishing up our iPad app for dispensaries. So the idea being they can have an iPad there on the counter and they can figure it with what they have uh, for you to, to get right there. And then you can browse through on the iPad, look at AK, look at Sour Diesel, and it pulls up all our same information uh, from the site. But it's there, you know, in front of you, like you mentioned, you go into dispensaries and you're overwhelmed. We started on an iPhone app to do something similar, but phones are so kind of discouraged uh, when you go back there. So right, right, kind of right. shifted to the iPad app that the dispensaries can use and just configure with what they currently have. And then all the patients, you know, can be informed because that's, that's important. 
So yeah, yeah, and currently, I mean, you know, you go in and you talk to the bud tender, and it, it's it, you're kind of like at the mercy of whatever it is that they feel like selling, you know. Right. Um, sure. Which they, you know, they could have different different motives. They could have something that's been a pain in their ass and on their on their shelves forever. I mean, you know, I'd like to I'd like to hope that people <laughs> have always, you know, really pure intentions. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I, I could see something like that happening. So it it definitely it helps patients to be able to go in and uh, and make those choices based off of some some solid information and uh, it seems pretty cool like i was just clicking on i've got this new interest in blackberry kush and i was just clicking on blackberry kush on your thing here and it's showing me that i got a long way to go to get me some blackberry kush from a dispensary that's got it registered on your i got the closest one is 262 miles from me but they're at seventeen a gram, which I like that too. How you're getting the price? Is it the, are the dispensaries themselves putting the pricing on there, or are there are the customers the ones that are doing it? Uh, so when we start showing the strains near you, that's mm-hmm. uh, something we just we just added on, so you can you know have your favorites and see where it's available, like Super Silver Haze, uh, and then the prices. So the dispensaries are going in and entering, updating their menus regularly. Cool. Uh, that's kind of. That's kind of, I mean, they have to do that on a lot of sites, so that's always their biggest complaint when we go in and talk to them, which is also a benefit of the iPad app and why we're making it, you know, free. All these services are free for dispensaries. Sure. Uh, So as soon as they configure the iPad app, you know, just sitting there in the store, then that pushes all that data out to our servers, and then we can show it to the, the patients visiting online. So. Real easy for them to configure, add prices, remove things, and it's all transparently goes and updates their menu online. And then we're going to also be working with uh, Canna Central, who I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. working pretty closely with them, and this can update our site and their site. And then hopefully we can uh, push the service out to update more sites. So really you just have to do it in one single place, and I think that can be really beneficial for dispensaries. Sure. Uh, to keep keep that updated, most up to date as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's cool to be able to to look around and find find where things are in relation to where you're. Are you guys in Colorado yet? You working in Colorado? Uh, we have uh, we've added dispensaries in Colorado. A couple started updating their menu, but it's just that's kind of the hardest part to uh, always <clears throat> follow up with them and uh, get them motivated to go and update the menu. So I know the update, like on Weed Maps, is the, the big one, right? Everybody updates their menu on there, and then everything else is secondary, but we're kind of, our traffic's growing pretty nicely. So hopefully they're taking notice, and uh, it'll be beneficial because it's all free for them. So the more uh, get their name out, the better it is for them. Sweet. Well, it sounds like I mean it's a it's a, int- a very very interesting widget, very interesting website. I I like it a lot. Um, I, I'll probably be using it more and more here now that I've kind oh, of awesome. clicked around on it. And uh, yeah, um, I think I think that's really cool. So you so it, it, this is a fairly new project and it's taken off for you pretty quick, huh? Yeah, we start working on it in April or so. Uh, just me and two friends, and then we launched it in the mid- middle of June. And it's gotten uh, a lot of good good reviews and you know, a lot of good users on it. We kind of 
uh, to, to even create a rating, you don't have to even log in. So it's as anonymous as you want it to be because we're pretty sensitive about the privacy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, submit a review without creating an account, but in order to you know kind of track your journal and your history, you obviously have to create an account, but we don't require an email address uh, if, if you don't want to put it in. So completely anonymous. We tag all the reviews as anonymous unless you opt in and you want to have your kind of public profile that your friends can go and look at, but it's, it's not inherently, you know, a big link with your Facebook and and all that because we know kind of catering the design is all uh, designed to be safe for work. We don't have pot leaves everywhere. So your boss can walk by and not necessarily know what you're looking at. Sure. And even the URL, we wanted the name of the site is, is not obvious of what it is. It's our gardening site. And then, so yeah, we're just really trying to target the, uh, you know, the closeted cannabis connoisseurs, I guess. You know, the people who aren't necessarily out there advertising that they smoke pot and wouldn't, you know, be really attracted to the, the typical pot sites that are around right now, so... Cool. That's kind of one of just the privacy is one of the big kind of points that we we try and continue with. So yeah, there's... sounds like sounds like this thing's taking on a life of its own. That's great. I think it's going to get a lot bigger too. I wanted to ask yeah, you: Yeah, we guys, hoping so. Do you have, or are you planning in, in any way to have uh, smartphone applications? Uh, yeah, well, we we have an iPhone app that's mostly completed just for for browsing. You know, uh, we, we kind of put that on hold to finish the iPad app because of dispensaries so we can get their menus and get our name in front of the patients, you know, so everybody starts learning about it. So that was kind of our top priority. But uh, we're working on just doing a more mobile-friendly site, although it's pretty good on most phones. It's better than other sites out there, but we need a more pared-down mobile version. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the biggest one... Uh, is to do a smartphone where you can actually submit the reviews and and ratings because, I mean, even for me, it's really hard to get motivated if I'm on the couch to get up and go over to my computer and submit a review, you know. Uh, So having that on a phone I think would be very, very valuable and make it just much more accessible and easier for people. Very cool. Cool. Wow. It sounds like a sounds like you're right, Jamie. It sounds like it's taking a life of your own. We we launched this show at the same time, actually. Um, we started working on this show, uh, I don't know, in like February, and I think the official launch was into May. May, yeah, yeah, into May. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, what we're doing is on a similar timeline to what you're doing, and um, we'll uh, we'll check back in with you in the future, and we will uh, use your we'll definitely use your site. Um, to do uh, reviews and stuff for the the types that we're t- we're t- we're smoking and talking about, we've been uh, asked by some of our listeners to uh, to uh, get more specific about what we're smoking on while we're doing the show and stuff. And so, uh, awesome. yeah, we will uh, we'll, we'll chime in on your on your site and uh, and talk about it more and use it. So we um, yeah, it'd be great. And we're always uh, looking for feedback. We have you know you can submit uh, feature requests, and we're just implementing them as we can so uh, one other thing i wanted to point out real quick we've also something that's different than other sites that are doing it uh, we've, we've partnered with a local testing lab uh-huh. called the workshop at werc the workshop but they so they take uh, all their test results and upload them to our site 
and then we cross-reference them with the dispensaries and the menus. So wow. in certain cases, like if you look at OG Kush right now, you can see premium organic treatments in Anaheim. Uh, their version, their what they have of OG Kush has been tested and has 28.5% THC and also the CBD and CBN numbers. So then uh, patients can start searching and filtering out uh, by what, if they're looking for higher CBD, lower THC, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or also see there's two places near me that show that carry OG Kush. One's 25% THC, one's 28 the same price. You know, where are you going to go? So really start right. uh, providing that, I think, is really interesting. It can be pretty powerful uh, data points to have. Sure, sure. Sure, and that's and that's a gro- I mean it's growing you know um, field the dispensaries are actually using those sorts of services and um, I've 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 been to to a couple of them in the past and it's always really interesting to be able to look at that kind of information and and see the differences between strains and um, the ones that you know because it's you really don't know you think something's strong and people will be talking about how strong it is and then you see it's only 13 percent thc in comparison to that og that's 28 that's you know that's twice as strong as what you you know so it's good to right good to be able to use those things and and that that's that's really cool to be able to to just click on and and shop that way i think that's i think that's a a very very valuable tool so absolutely scott thanks for doing this site man yeah yeah it's a really cool oh yeah no problem yeah so uh, we've had a lot of fun doing it and certainly learning a lot. So, cool. hey, but you know, I have a question. Sure. You guys said you you're a newly mint. You were when you started this a newly minted medical cannabis patient. So I'm assuming you were ingesting mm-hmm. cannabis. Well, how could you compile all these things and do all this work and make this great site under the influence of cannabis? Doesn't that make you non-productive and unfunctional? And yeah, true. I totally. Uh, it's a just define defy the odds, I guess. <laughs> the, it, it might be story, a miracle. You know? It's freak of yeah, nature. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's a ding. That's what I think. There it is. Oh, do I get a ding? You got it. Yes. You got it. That, was the, that was the first awesome. official ding, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel special. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you stumble across the cannabis agenda? How did you find out about us? I was actually just searching on uh, on iTunes on the podcast because I going out and running. I like to listen to podcasts instead of music. Uh-huh. Uh, something you know just got on much time during the day to listen. So chose uh, just search for cannabis or or one of the varieties, and you guys came up. So I started listening just to stay informed. I always like to stay on top of everything that happens uh, running the site. So can't hurt to know all we can no. and uh, you've just been listening for a couple months now i think and then that moment happened <laughs> I was, oh my god <laughs> gotta email him now <laughs> awesome awesome well i'm glad we've connected and uh we'll have to uh update um and talk with you again in the future so we really appreciate yeah, yeah anytime we really appreciate your time and the effort you're putting into this project and uh thank you so much for uh coming on and and uh talking with us for a little bit well, thank you guys for taking the time. Cool. All right. We'll catch up with you soon, okay? Okay, great. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care, Scott. Wow. Well, that one considered uh, pretty well, I think. Didn't you, didn't you think so? Yeah. The, he's yeah. getting the, – he has a lot more users than I thought that, that you know, and it's it's growing. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's, it's really cool. Um, 
It's really it's cool. awesome. We'll definitely be referring to that in the future, especially yeah. for when you guys are uh, smoking down a little bit, you know, and telling people a little bit about what you're smoking. We can use that as a that is a useful, very useful resource. I think, man, no doubt, Scott is a functional stoner. Definitely. Just another in the long line featured here in Cannabis Gym. That keep keep looking, keep paying attention to our show. You'll see the thousands and thousands that materialize over the over the months and years. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the east. You know, back in April, there was a lot of hope that they would have a medical marijuana legislation in Maryland. Right. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then the Senate passed it and everybody went, yeah. And then it failed in the House of Delegates. Um, Well, Republican State Senator David Brinkley wants to renew this effort to legalize medical cannabis in Maryland. And Brinkley said that if he's reelected, he plans to reintroduce a bill that would also address the issues of providing a reliable source for marijuana rather than putting it on the black market. Um, Under current Maryland law, defendants charged with use or possession can argue a medical need as a mitigating factor at their sentencing. But even if a medical necessity is proven, a judge can still fine a patient up to 100 bucks. So it's almost like a double standard. I don't know how to look at that one. But – He's uh, the delegate Dan Morhaime said, while marijuana is certainly not a cure all and can be abused like legal drugs, doctors should be able to prescribe it if they believe it will help their patient. He also backs this measure, obviously, and is a doctor who serves on the faculty of the University of Maryland Medical School and the Bloomberg School of Public Health at John Hopkins. Um, and, he, and he goes on, uh, Delegate Dan Morheim sa- goes on to say, why should this drug be treated any differently? Good point. You know what? We've been asking ourselves that on this show for quite a while now. So uh, what's going on with uh, uh, over there in uh, Pennsylvania? Um, there's happening? a big bust. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, 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 they're onto them. Was it, they, was it sophisticated? They're taking them down. They brought down an elaborate <laughs> scheme. Oh, my God. Yeah, here's the story. We're uncovering new details now on the breaking news we first reported on Channel 4 Action News this morning. Police swarm a home in the North Hills, thinking they're closing in on some armed prowlers in Franklin Park. Turns out the house was empty, but what they found inside is shocking. Channel 4 Action News reporter Janelle Hall live in Franklin Park with a big bust. Janelle, what did they find, actually? Well, Sally, it was a big surprise for police because they found an elaborate manu- or marijuana manufacturing home in Franklin Park. We're talking more than 100 plants full of pot. Just within the last <laughs> oh half hour, we were here as police took that main suspect to jail. Take a look at the video here. The suspect is 33-year-old Edward Lindsay saying that his name is on the lease for the home, according <laughs> to detectives. Now, he wasn't at that home at the time. His main address is in Swickley, but the big drug bucks happened right at the corner of and Nicholson Road in Franklin Park. Now, the SWAT team surrounded the home initially, thinking that this was where two armed prowlers, the suspects that they had been looking for all morning long, in a totally different case, ran to hide. That wasn't the case. It ends up the only reason that some of the lights were on in the home was to help the pot grow, according to police. It was a uh, very sophisticated... There it is! uh, We're not talking about just throwing some seeds and some pots. Uh, Very sophisticated... Uh, black lights, the whole ball of wax, uh, humidifiers, lights. furnace hooked up so that they would get all the nutrients they needed, I guess, yeah, to, furnace to, for the nutrients. to uh, go ahead and produce uh, the marijuana. But it was very intricate. Intricate, too. 
Again, the latest information right now, the main suspect, Dopers. a 33-year-old man from Swickley who leased that home, is now behind bars. Reporting live, I'm Janelle Hall, Channel 4 Action. Good job, guys. Good. Right. Yeah. He's behind He's bars. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Job well done. Good work. <laughs> shocking. That was shocking, oh wasn't it? Gosh. Shocking. <laughs> I thought they were talking like 12,000 plants or something. <laughs> no, there, there were 100, 100 plants of pot. <laughs> 100 plants, pots filled with pot. Oh, yeah, plants filled with pot. Or pots filled with pot. <laughs> plants filled with pot or pots filled, doesn't matter. <laughs> in, oh, in this gross. marijuana manufacturing home. You know, it elaborate. occurs to me, don't they, under, do they really believe this? Don't they, are, are they that naive? And indoctrinated into this whole I mean, all these people that that say they produce the the marijuana. The reporters and the cops and the the whole it's not an herb and a plant because people like us say it is. It's an herb and a plant. That's what it is. That's all it is. It doesn't like wield knives and throw throwing stars at you if you get in its you know, it doesn't run around with automatic weapons or perpetrate crimes. It's it's an herb. It's just a plant, guys. Do they really think that? How many people come out and really have this notion? It's 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 almost fascinating. If it wasn't so damaging to people, the ignorance, you know, that we're trying to get around or get get through, it's it's it would be fascinating to me. I mean, how? I mean, especially those guys that are the 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 people that go in the helicopters and go into the deep country and raid these big fields and look for cannabis so they can cut it down. Those guys, most of those dudes, there a lot of them are, are ex military guys, special op kind of guys. I mean, these are highly trained. Uh, Fighting machines, killers, man. These guys are the the optimum. They're in awesome shape. They got the best weapons. And they they're go and cut down plants. Through and, through. and they're going to cut yeah. down a plant. Do they ever get embarrassed when they realize that? Holy what do you shit. do for a living? Hey, I cut down plants. How ridiculous do I feel? <laughs> or are they just, you know, or or alter, alternately, I'm just a sellout and I'm just doing it because of the money. Hell, I don't care. I'll cut down plants. Big deal. I mean, it it seems ridiculous to there's me. There's lots of people. Point. There's lots of people who take pride in cutting down plants and yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, every year in Illinois, much. I'm sure I haven't seen it yet. But if it's not, if it hasn't been, uh, if I didn't miss it on the news this this season, sometime within the next month, it'll be around harvest time every year without fail. They'll have a they'll they'll have news stories on the news in throughout Illinois, and the state police will be out there, and they've got this look. It's classic. It's almost it's almost a, a plus. To see them doing this. And see, remember the hemp for victory thing? Well, this is one of the states where they forced them to grow hemp. So all these farmers grew all this hemp because the government told them to. Well, now we have hemp growing naturally in the ditches all over the place. And it's still here. And it's hard to eradicate that stuff. And in every season, you see these guys and they got the machetes and, and they've got their state police stuff on. And they got these faces that just look like, ah, like it's a fight against too. the goddamn planet itself or something. Yeah, they're eradicating these. <laughs> I don't know. Harmless it's industrial we- hemp. It, it's weird. That's how these reporters were just talking about this story. They talk about it as if like the marijuana itself is like yeah. so bad, and all of the the all of anything that occurs because of it is so bad, and like you know some serious public safety issue that that this dude wanted to grow some hundred pots of pots. <laughs> it really takes it really takes blatant ridiculousness to a whole new level. I mean, I, I can't imagine they're not embarrassed by that. What do they're you think free. about the armed pr- there uh, an entire SWAT team after two armed prowlers? 
bullshit. Well, I hope they dismantled that <laughs> furnace so they can keep the nutrients from <laughs> running out there. Right? I, I, hey, dude, I've never grown pop black lights. I wonder how well that works. I hope they have some trippy posters in there so, you know, at least the black lights do something. Right? <laughs> right. How intricate that one was. Sounds like a, sounds like a, a really um, big grow off there. Chalk one up for comic relief. Yeah. Uh, right. The unfortunate part about the person that got thrown in jail for such a ridiculous purpose. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. South Dakota. Mm -hmm. Hey, speaking of ridiculous purpose, this is exactly the opposite of that. There's some high enthusiasm in, in South Dakota right now. The Coalition for Compassion on the Vote Yes 13 campaign is bringing to their ballot the uh, Initiative Measure 13 um, it's the medical marijuana um, initiative for uh, the state of South Dakota. Um, if you don't remember, South Dakota is the one state in existence ever in history that has the amazing uh, misfortune of being labeled the only state to vote down a medical marijuana measure, a statewide measure. And so they have a good chance. The enthusiasm in this state is very, very high in support of this so far. And there's a good likelihood um, that they will vote this. They'll vote themselves out of that ridiculous situation and vote in uh, initiative measure 13 this November 2nd. So that should be cool. We'll keep our eyes on that. And if you check us out on our live uh, November 2nd special, then we should be uh, reporting uh, further on that as well as all uh, legislation in uh in the country and we'll talk about that a little bit more um, later in the show as well cool now we're moving on to pot in the pacific northwest washington mm. tacoma we were talking about it earlier in emails right um some some uh stuff boiling up there uh, a little turmoil over over dispensary rules and uh whatnot a little showdown yeah we got a clip let's uh check out the clip Tacoma has ordered eight co-ops to stop dispensing medical marijuana. If they don't quit by October 24th, they face penalties. The Cobra Medical Group was one of the businesses that received a letter from the city's tax and license manager. The city claims the co-ops are violating state law by dispensing marijuana to more than one patient at any one time. Cobra's director told us today he strongly disagrees. We serve them one at a time. We have them sign in and sign out. The, the city's assertion that we've ever assisted more than one person at any time, can, I can documentably prove that it's false. Emil Candy says each patient designates COBRA as his or her marijuana provider upon arrival at the co-op, and the patient immediately removes that designation with a signature when they leave. The co-op feels that legally makes it available to become another person's provider as long as each patient is dealt with one at a time. Hundreds of medical marijuana patients are expected to hold demonstration at Tacoma City Hall tomorrow. It's in response to the city council's move to shut down medical marijuana dispensaries. City officials say it's illegal to provide marijuana to more than one person. Eight dispensaries were ordered to close this weekend. Mm -hmm. So the battle is, is any one person at any one time mean one patient total, or does it mean one patient can come in and and then leave and then another patient blah 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 right so yeah um i mean personally i think this really sucks for people in tacoma uh because mm. the stupid law the i mean okay you can just it tells you you can dispense it but it's now saying to in, i mean you have to decide whether you can only dispense to one person. That sounds like a caregiver relationship. Um, I haven't read the law up there, but it sounds to mm -hmm. me like they're talking about 
basically just serving to one person at a time. Um, I'm sure this will go to court. That's what the wording seems seems like to me. But um, yeah, what a that's a such a burden on patients and the business itself, even to only be able to allow one person in what they call it there the pharmacy area at a time. You have to go through like signing them in, signing them out. This is so unreasonable in comparison to to other businesses and stuff. Like I just I don't see the I don't see the sense in such a rule. But if it's a rule and people are following and that's good, they should be treated differently. But I guess the whole hype is over whether or not um, whether or not what they're doing is legal by having more than one patient total anyway. So we'll we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll keep following that and we're hopefully going to get a. I think that that might have been Aaron actually in that in that clip. I don't know if it was or not from Cobra who's been sending us the emails, but, um, we're trying to get him on, trying to get him on here sometimes soon and, and, uh, talk with him about what's going on there. It looks like you, you've got a story though, where Tacoma may be backing off of the closing these dispensaries. Yeah, they had backed off of it, um, for the time being. Um, I think they have that a certain amount of, uh, time for an appeal process and they they've certainly got their reaction from the people they were affecting with this decision that, uh, you read the letter, that uh, one of our listeners sent to us. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was pretty uh, amazing. That they just said, you know, you need to stop doing this. This is illegal. What you're doing is illegal. You need to stop right away. And they decided that they were going to close all their marijuana dispensaries. That's man, I couldn't believe it when we first got that message. Was that was that Sean or Aaron? Aaron last week. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When when he told us, I was like, really? I'll have to vet this one out and make sure. That just seems, you know, kind of unusual. And lo and behold, he's he's sharing us uh, with us some inside scoop. It's exactly what's happening, and uh, it's it's amazing to me. Russ Belleville, you know, radical Russ mm-hmm. from Normal. Yeah, he wrote a thing about it, and uh, he said it's a there's a big problem. He said that they were forcing our law enforcement to determine whether someone is healthy enough to arrest for using cannabis amidst this whole situation. He said if he's sick, the guy selling him weed's a caregiver. If he's healthy, the guy selling him, selling him weed's a drug dealer. And that's that's the kind of weird, I don't know, confusion that's going on right now. It's, I think uh, for the time being, um, they're backing off. What's going to happen with this? I don't know. We'll keep uh, we'll keep in contact with uh, our friend Aaron and and see uh, see where this thing goes. But. I, I thought it's up to doctors to determine the validity of someone's need for medical marijuana, not the cops. Yeah, you know what? Didn't I, I? I did too. I mean, I didn't think that city administrators were supposed to decide what's going on with this situation. I mean, and the, as far as the this, the. It's RCW 6951A44E. E. That sounds like pretty specific. Be the primary caregiver to only one patient at any one time. That's, uh, I don't know. How you reading it? Are you reading it? I, it's you know kind of when it's that's that's the specific w- wording yeah it's got to go to court to determine what that means um yeah, they need to hash this out and i mean what in the world is their uh are their uh city uh authorities thinking 
when they're doing this. I mean, well, they're looking for the loopholes to figure out how to shut the dispensaries down. Their goal is always yeah. to shut the damn dispensaries down. They they just really yeah. don't want them to exist, and they're trying to find any way they can. And this is a this is a potentially a tough legal argument, you know. So, yeah. um, that's the messed up uh, situation in Tacoma. Yep, and uh, that's what they got to figure oh, out. Man. That's what you'll have to uh, go all the way up to probably your state supreme court and determine what the rules are. And we've seen this like, over and over again with medical marijuana laws in California and Colorado and um, and now in, in Washington. Um, basically, uh, you've got, you know, you've got this, these laws and then uh, the courts have to basically determine exactly what they mean. Um, and that's uh, the norm. And hopefully for you guys, they determine that you can keep dispensaries or you're going to have to change your laws. Um, so good luck. And we'll keep uh, everybody updated on that. Speaking of updates, Matt, I think, it's time for you to talk about your Cincy stocks. Yeah, some Cincy. Cincimia yeah. stocks. Um, so you guys remember, this is a long time ago, back on episode number 19. 19. No, 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 19. That was like half our life ago. Um, we, uh, yeah. we mentioned a couple uh, stocks that you can like buy on, like, on the stock market that uh, seem to be um, exclusively uh, into marijuana and medical marijuana, which I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, I named three of them, which were Cannabis Science Inc., uh, Cannabis Medical Solutions Inc., and Medical Marijuana Inc. And um, turns out one of these companies, Cannabis Medical Solutions Inc., uh, the CFO, the financial guy, is uh, Richard Cohen, who's a former director of Normal, the guy uh, from Normal uh, before Keith Straub. So he's definitely got some, uh, you know, some knowledge of what's going on. Um, I don't really know what these guys' business plan is per se, um, or how they plan on making money at all. But uh, just for fun, and I don't recommend anybody doing this. Uh, on July second, I bought some shares of all these companies, um, and it's been kind of a wild ride. Uh, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sell these, uh, or you know, if they go up or down, I'm just going to hold them for a long time and see what happens. Um, and they're obviously highly speculative and risky, and we don't advise anyone going out and buying these. We are not stock advisors. <laughs> we cannot help you plan your retirement. Yeah, we don't know shit about that. <laughs> uh, so, like this, uh, okay, so this cannabis science company um, out of Colorado, uh, I bought at about 10 cents a share. And uh, <laughs> since then, it had plummeted to as low as what, like, three cents on four cents a share. So I lost like wow. 60% of my investment, but I didn't sell. Right. And then mm -hmm. just like two weeks ago, this stock, the stock skyrocketed and it went as high as 25 cents. Wow. And now it's holding, holding, well, it's not really holding anywhere. It's still on a crazy, crazy roller fluctuation roller coaster. Yeah. It's, it's 19.9 <laughs> cents right now. They announced this uh, product. It's a smoke-free product. Well, they didn't really announce the product. They kind of announced that they're working with this smoke-free product company, which, you know, uh, it, you, you can make your own conclusions from that. But it's interesting. It's very interesting. So no down payment on the new Benzo convertible. You ain't, you're not getting rich off, but if you, if, I mean, if you'd, <laughs> if you'd put all of, if you'd put everything into it, you could have sold them. 
you would have what could have yeah if 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 I had timed it exactly right yeah I could have I think it's a, a good I think it's bagger. cool just to keep it and see yeah you know, like, I'm not trying to trade the shit yeah and and Thanks. we'll get to kind of report back on it over time it's interesting uh, very interesting to see see this starting to occur I would be interested to get um like perhaps Richard Cohen um who's the the CFO of the the cannabis uh, science company. Or the other one is uh, Medical Marijuana Inc. Oh, we need to. We should update that in the notes then section of the people we want to. Yeah, we, uh-huh. we need to keep updating mm-hmm. that. The uh, the C- that's a two good choice. I think he's the CEO of Medical Marijuana Inc. The guy's name is Bruce Perlowin, and he's a former marijuana smuggler who actually he did he did time in federal prison. And so who knows? He's got some sort of it looks like multi level hemp marketing thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Well, interesting. Get them on here and let him sell his pyramid scheme that also has <laughs> stocks associated with it. I'm just kidding, man. If you're out there listening, I don't know if it's really a pyramid scheme, but hey, you can never rule out the possibility. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, dude? It's Bongs time. and thongs. It's time. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. Um, we got a. Uh, a, a we got a. Um, it's funny. We've talked about this. Doing this for. I don't know, three or four weeks. And uh, we actually got our first listener um, submission from Sean before we even got to do this section. So we've got the link to the YouTube that he did. It's it's two girls, one crop. It's, it's one really tall, cute girl and another girl. And they're scantily clad in a grow room. Um, <laughs> getting all sticky, dude. Like with nearly mature plants, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. But uh the what I've been looking at what I was looking into is this genre of um more of like modeling and weed. Um I started looking in to see if if it existed, what did and I saw because I saw some links every once in a while and we we started to notice uh we were I was noticing like advertising on like cannabis culture whatnot of kind of like pot model girls and i was wondering like where that originates if there's anywhere to like find their portfolios if there's any collect you know you know play sites that that do this and i've ran across all sorts of crazy shit in the process of doing this and um it's still kind of new and there's not that much going on for it so i'm not sure if the demand is there or not or if it's still like a super niche but i uh checked out girls gone weed that's uh, the website is ggdub ggdub dot com, um, and it's kind of like a community really um, of people interested in um, like taking pictures of themselves smoking pot or with plants or whatever. And they're not; it's not like porn. It's uh, it's it's definitely more modeling type stuff, and it's it's kind of a, a, a community, um, and you can you know get involved in discussions and you know post threads and certain topics and all that kind of stuff and you can look at galleries of pictures and et cetera et cetera et cetera it's it's, it's a free service um so uh that's one um that i found that's that's worth uh checking out and it's definitely a, a you know like it's they have taste it's not it's not porn dude and mm-hmm. um and then there's uh, uh at howtogrowbud.com you can connect with the ganja girls and it's a similar sort of thing, um, except this looks like it may be people that have definitely been involved with the modeling aspect as far as for certain products r- around marijuana. And um, it, uh, let's see, what did, what did I, I think from these guys, so 
these guys, I, I totally checked them out. It's another one worth checking out. Kind of small, not so much. And they even have a little, little, little podcast that they're doing now, it looks like, too. So that'd be cool to check them out. Um, ultimately, obviously, the goal here is for us to get some of these girls on, on, on the show and, uh, and talk with them about, about pot modeling, the next pot model. It's kind of the whole thing that, that I'm getting in, <laughs> into here. And then went to uh, girlsforganja.com. And actually, this is the one. Sorry. It, it, the last one's not. The How to Grow Bud does not have the uh, podcast. It's this one, girlsforganja.com. And um, you can uh, become a model with them. Um, and uh, they're, they, well, you probably won't become a model, Jamie, with them, but people, <laughs> anyone can become a model with them. But what this began as was like a photo project with them, but this is becoming an activist sort of thing. And it's, these are like, act, I believe a lot of these girls on this site are, uh, are, are like activists. And, um, so they've, they've kind of started pushing that sort of angle at it, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, but and as a matter of fact, I'm not seeing, it's not the easiest site to like, really look at the pictures and stuff so there's not so much there as far as that goes and then there's 420girls.com check them out their website they basically want you to pay 20 this is like soft core porn right here you go here's where you're getting into this the the, the porn aspect of this <laughs> and they want you to pay 25 bucks a month to be a member and it's wow. like it's like soft core dude like i mean that's really really pricey <laughs> for any kind of porn and like for that's a lot that's that's way too expensive for me let's put it that way but i did buy their book naked girls smoking weed (laughs) best of 420 girls it was 20 bucks it was better than 25 bucks a month to probably look at the same pictures i'm guessing um (laughs) and it was average dude very 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 mediocre could definitely do a better job in my opinion but hey you guys should check it out and tell me what you think about it um and then uh (laughs) this connection here's the real here's the real oh what's this jamie before i get into the 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 full-on porno what'd you send would you you sent us you just submitted something you found something what'd you what'd you find I did. Actually, it's kind of a dual purpose there. Um, first of all, there are some very lovely, lucky ladies on these clips. Uh, 420 Nurses, if you go on YouTube, they've got their own little site, though. This is the Healing Dragon. It's a medical marijuana dispensary. Um, and I just wondered, it's in North oh, San wow. Diego County, by the way, but I just wondered what you thought about that, if uh, if that's a good thing or is that a bad thing? Because this is not just bongs and babes you know, and that type of thing. This is actually, they're advertising a marijuana, a medical marijuana dispensary. And of all places, North San Diego County, which tried to actually eradicate the whole law, <laughs> if, you, right. if you recall. Um, and the response, Dude, I these mean, girls are hot, bro. Yeah, I can't, well, you know, <laughs> I guess I can't get past that. <laughs> go with, go with your strengths, right? Um, there, uh, there's one guy, that said, dude, you guys are nuts, man. This is great. What's wrong with you? Killer green and killer ladies. You people are stupid. Keep it coming, he- Healing Dragon. And everybody else on this list is ho- is just mortified. They're like, this is ridiculous, man. You're going to ruin the whole thing. We're trying to make this legitimate. And then you're going to have like people come in there for an ailment, not a nipple shot, one lady wrote. <laughs> and uh, so I wonder what, I wonder, I never thought about that. Until I read all these comments, I thought that's a good thing because, you know, like most 
guys. I mean, I try to, I don't know, conduct myself with a little bit of dignity, but you try uh, to not be the man that you are. I'm still a guy, you know, (laughs) I mean, obviously there, I was made this way. Please forgive me. (laughs) I can't help. Yeah. Is there some kind of clause I can reach for now? (laughs) It's been really hard to, it's been difficult listening to you. This is interesting. I think you got a, a good point there. Like when it comes to the medical thing, but Whatever. If you have issues with it, don't don't go to their store. This is how they choose to advertise. This is who they're going after. You know, they're going. And it's going to work. <laughs> we'll put it this way: if your regular physician was advertising, but he was advertising good medical care, but he had like hot chicks or well, oh, probably like some naughty guy, nurses and shit. One of those guys from a, a romantic novel that all the ladies like. You know, he's got like Fabio-looking dude and all these hot chicks. People be rushing in there. I'm going to that doctor. You know, so I guess it, it. I don't know. That's a that's a weird situation for me. I'm staying out of that one. Yeah, I don't want to get stuck in that quagmire. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I'll leave, <laughs> I'll leave this your your expertise. Uh, I'm, I'm by no means an expert here, and ultimately the goal with this is to to get some girls on here that that do this and find out like you know if they're actually like making a living doing pot modeling or if it's just part of what they do or whatnot. I'm sure it's just a part of do their you, modeling. I have no idea. Do you idea. want to talk to some 420 nurses? Sure. Yeah, okay. that'd be that'd well, be I'll get them to come on the show and talk to us. Okay. Okay. We'll see what they got to say about that. We'll ask them some good questions. Totally. It sounds that sounds good. Well, I'm, and I've got one right here too. We're going to send an email to in a minute. And this is straight up pornography. And we we got to oh. find out what the deal with this is, dude. <laughs> this is www.420partybabes.com and it also links you when you click on one of their when you click on a clip there it then takes you to 420cocksuckers.com oh my god <laughs> this is i can't believe i stumbled upon this seriously i can't believe you said that <laughs> i can't believe you said that either <laughs> well well all right so it's porn dude obviously right and it's 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 not just bongs and thongs it's bongs and thongs and dongs and oh my goodness <laughs> all sorts of uh all sorts of uh bodily fluids yeah right and and um they uh it's what's crazy about this is um they actually sell their clips. So this is such a like new niche of pornography that they can still sell individual clips. So they have like a ten minute clip that's like eleven ninety nine for the ten minute clip. Jeez. It's like over a buck per minute for this kind of porn still. So Jeez. surely someone out there can compete and get prices a little better than that on porn. <laughs> but because uh, uh, I thought porn was free, dude, right? <laughs> I mean, like, I have never paid for porn. What's up with that? I mean, I know the monthly sites, you you can get like a pre, like some sort of premium site where you have like all sorts of crazy access, probably like HD porn and stuff. And you pay a fee. But I don't think any of them or nearly as expensive as that or the softcore one I was talking about that's 25 a month I think that's really expensive so to me that says that there's not a lot of people doing this so hey if you need a job <laughs> start a website <laughs> San Fernando Valley you, be, you might be able to work something out down there check it out um, but yeah um, they had one five minute clip for free um, and it was, uh, it starred two girls, uh, taking bong rips and smoking a blunt and, and, and in the pictures there, these girls are into blunts. I, I like that. I, I like blunts too. Blunts are good. Um, um, so, uh, and they're smoking weed and, uh, there's some pretty funny sound effects in this thing. Um, when they're, t- <laughs> it 
really goofy sound effects that make me wonder if it's a joke um, or if this is real. They're charging so much. I, I just can't. I need. I want the specifics. So we're going to send them an email right now. I've got it. I've got this one authored already. Uh, I'll let you all know what it says real quick. It says, hi, I'm Pot Green, co-host and uh, co-producer of the Cannabis Agenda weekly podcast covering all things cannabis. I think our listeners might enjoy if we talked with one of your girls. It could be fun. Let me know if this is a possibility. Currently, I'm finishing up a discussion about your site and reading this email to our listeners. Take a listen. What do you think? Sounds like we'll have... uh someone on <laughs> this is howard stern type shit right here <laughs> uh, and uh um but yeah the in the video which was full-on porn is a they do have a free five-minute porn segment there so and it is explicit we might have some listeners under 18 i don't know i'm not sure but <laughs> it's full-on porn if you take a look check it out the girl in there is asked what does 420 mean to you and she says it's time to pause for a cause. Nice. <laughs> Which I think means it's time for us to pause for a cause. We need to do our smoke break, dude. What are we? What pausing are we, for a causing. We're pausing for a cause. Yeah. What? What is this? That is some Sputnik number two. Hmm. Okay. Is let's, it on uh, Leafly? Yeah. Let's go check it out now. Leafly. Sputnik number two. Uh huh. This is space weed. Uh huh. What's it do to you? Oh, it's not on Leafly. Uh-oh. So you can That's put it on. I guess we can add now. it. Yeah. Huh. Logins. I don't know anything about its history. Hmm. I'm sure I can find taste? out. What kind of paper are we smoking? It's on one of the ultra thins. One of the zigzag ultra zigzag thin? ultra thins. Yeah. Joy. It's got kind of a spicy taste. It does. It's kind of got. Yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of spicy. A s- slight like skunky skunky flavor to it too. It's not overwhelmingly like powerful where like taste wise uh-huh. it's kind of me- really it mellow. is mellow yeah i would say it's a mellow taste not very um aromatic pungent yeah how let me check out the buds themselves here's here's the dupe so i'm signing up for an account on leafly here He's, you don't have to have an account to leave a review but, right, but to, how about create a strain Huh. The president's calling. <laughs> yeah, that's the bat phone. Um, he, he got a nasty letter from China. Not very dense, these buds. You know, kind of loose. Uh-huh. Real red. They are from seeds, so it's not um, a standard. Huh. Uh, it hasn't. There's some variance in the genes. There there was. And mm-hmm. even, yeah. So or add new strain. Bud to bud is even different, huh? Flavor-wise, very mellow. High. It's going to take me a second here. It's not really hitting me right away. You do have to create an account to create a strain, I think. To create a strain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to do that, though. Well, there we are, using Leafly for the first time. We're just going to make a Cannabis Agenda account. Sure. Let's do that. Very cool. Maybe we should do a Cannabis Agenda dispensary. Sputnik number two? Is it number two? It is Sputnik number two, and I don't know what the difference is between number one and number probably two. Probably number one wasn't stable, Dino. So they probably tried number two. Mm-hmm. That'd just be my guess. That's my tap tap tapping. Tap, we should tap, get tapping. some seed makers on here. Talk to some seed people about genetics. 
very mellow. It's not make not even bringing me anywhere near coughing. All right, yeah. so so we're smoking weed. Yeah, we're smoking. Everybody weed. likes this, so huh? <laughs> this is what people want to hear. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> this sucks for Jamie. This is torture for Jamie over there. I guess Whoa. I guess your whole life is like like that though. Really living over in Illinois, where it's like basically death penalty to smoke weed. Yeah, well, you know, it's a it's a test to my patience and d- good diligence and. I'm looking at the bright side, but yeah, it's, you know, in complete honesty, it's horrible, man. Oh my God, you guys are killing me. Right? Killing me. But you know, at least you didn't go. I think this is some of that stuff Jamie likes. Isn't this that super silver haze? Yeah, this is a great pheno too. Good well, dude, stuff. Dude said it's, cool. it's available down south. That's cool. It is. I don't see, I never see it around. I, I don't have any, I mean, I, you know, maybe then the, I think, the genes I think any higher. strain that, that wins that many awards and cannabis cup and various kind of competitions is going to stick around for a while very did that that super silver hay very dense dude rocks Mm -hmm. rocks kind Mm -hmm. of very creative too that's a good thing (laughs) it makes you feel creative Mm -hmm. how would you describe the high you don't really get high do you me i get normal yeah you get normal (laughs) 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 you don't really get see i do get high so you get high. You know, the other day we had this discussion, and you were like, I get high. I'm high right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's all on my 215 card. But you're functioning. Ding. Yeah, where's that <laughs> ding? Hey, where is that ding, man? <laughs> I was going to ding my ding, but then I got high. <laughs> Oh man, we've kind of we've talked about that before. How we kind of created um, our own stereotype. Now it's being used against us. We we wanted to prove to everyone so much that it was just it, at least it just made us chill out. That you know we kind of brought the whole couch potato stereotype upon ourselves, and now they're like throwing it back in our face. Remember? <laughs> don't, don't you think that's kind of true? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's true. I think, well, I think they started out being aggressive, you know, because if you can if you can go way back to when all this propaganda really started, uh, a person that smokes marijuana will kill his brother. Remember, Anslinger said that, and he said a bunch of other stuff too. And it was malicious, man. You'll get a machete and hack people up into pieces if you smoke that crazy evil weed. The devil will come into your soul, and you'll be a murderer. <laughs> so, I mean, it all started that way. Right, you know, and I think it's a responsive thing where we go, no, man, that's not what happens. Look, dude, you just chill, you know, and then that develops from there. And then we had to go, wait a minute. <laughs> you can chill if you want to, but that doesn't lock you into anything like that. No, I'm officially high. Officially, <laughs> well, that was a uh, are you, are you, that hence the name Sputnik Two. You're in orbit. I'm in orbit, and I don't think I can finish the show, guys. I need to watch TV. Oh, no. Can we unding? Wait, can, yeah, can we, what's the unding? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> A toilet bowl flushing? I don't know. Something, something is the unding. Uh, so. There, there are a lot of things you can rate here. That you can write? You can rate, like, uh, Sputnik number two on, like, activity. When using, it's good to watch a movie, get outdoutdoors, go to a right. party, play video mm-hmm. games. How about make radio shows? Is that on there? 
It's not. <laughs> it is not on. <laughs> is there an other section? Mm-mm. There's no? notes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Buzz length as well as strength. Can you skip? <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't have to rate anything. It looks okay. like you can just uh, add what you like. And then other people can rate it if they're like, "Well, it was really fun to exercise that day while I was smoking that Sputnik number two. Um, <laughs> the activity part's kind of I don't know. Kind I of. Think, I think I might have an unding. An unding. Oh, can we hear it? Yeah. Yep. Here, check. It. Try it out. A flush? Did you, did you get it? <laughs> Hold on. I need to hear that again. Let's hear that one more time. Can we hear it again? Uh, hold on a second. I have oh, to, technical <laughs> difficulties. Yeah. I have to locate it. Well, I had to create that because really that's my uh, that's my uh, recycle bin, believe it or not. Ah. I got on there, and I have wind blows, unfortunately. I don't, can't, uh, I'm not in the tax bracket to get me an apple. So uh, whenever I was listening to all these sounds, it, it, the, the, the recycle bin goes. <laughs> I was like, that's the dumbest sound ever, man. So I just went and looked for sounds that made sense to me. And I thought that's a good one for a recycle bin. So I put it in there. Uh-huh. Ah, that's, a good, that's a good unding. That's an unding. So what, I, unding. am I like the only person that can be undinged? That's not fair. No, you were just, you were just, uh, I'm the first. You were <laughs> hinting. You were, you were close. You were dancing around <laughs> the possibility of potentially becoming the first ever unding. But that's not going to happen, right? No. No, I mean, you of know, not. I totally, right. it might, you never know. <laughs> Temporarily, <laughs> oh. I mean, sometimes maybe, you never know. Like, this is a really heady high, actually, I'm kind of getting yeah. from this. Real heady, yeah, it's, it's heady. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, would you, uh, cerebral? Um, what's, what's that mean? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, that's not even an option. Oh. Migraine's great. Energetic, lazy, focused, happy, euphoric, creative, happy. uplifted, happy that's one thing yeah okay we're in plus plus <laughs> on happy good so you can click different ones. oh we can even yeah we can like we can up happy up to five points how how happy are you i'm happy right now it's like five happy points sure. yeah sweet not feeling lazy we're, we're creative are you creative i'm i'm feeling creative um but it's also like a really strong head high i could i could be okay lazy. so if strong. i wanted to be lazy i could be lazy but happy. strength, <laughs> strength on a scale of one to ten. Strength, uh huh. Dude, it's pretty strong. Eight. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's. That's what he said. Most things got rated anyway. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever smoked it, and we and just smoked a buzz length in minutes. We don't really know yet. We'll have to get back on that one. When did we smoke it? Mm, seven minutes ago, let's say two forty. Okay. It wasn't smoked at four twenty. As a matter of fact, I don't really make a ritual out of that. I don't know. You make a ritual out of four twenty. You like? No, a- I mean if if it like if it's convenient, then sure. If, meaning if you look at the clock and it's like four fifteen, yeah, nice. But if it's four twenty three, you don't do one. You don't do a joint just to <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to uh, you know. No, no, Mm-mm. you missed it. You missed four twenty. Oh well, it's a serious thing to some people. Oh, well. 
All right. Let's dudes. move on to Colorado here. Huh? Remember, remember though, before we move on, it's always 420 somewhere. Tell us what we need in our smoke. We need like music in the background for sure <laughs> during the smoke break. We got to add some like trippy shit to that reggae. It's like when we mess with sound effects and crap for a few minutes while we're high <laughs> and we're on Leafly rating whatever we're smoking. That's yeah, it. I have a list of possible candidates for background music. We'll see what we can do with that. Sweet. You did send that earlier, didn't that, that one was a... Yeah, I was still hungover at that point. <laughs> no, so no. what's happening in, in Colorado? There's Rocky uh, Mountain High. Um, I don't know. I'm actually not... I'm not... You guys are rolling with this Colorado thing. We got a clip here on yeah, something. Yeah, a CNN clip about the scene there in general. Hopefully it's good. If you want a glimpse into what it might look like if marijuana is legalized, just drive down South Broadway here in Denver, Colorado, and check out all the medical marijuana dispensaries. Here's the Green Depot Little Brown House Dispensary, Little Green Pharmacy. They call it Broadsterdam or Reefer Row. It's marijuana American style. This is Ganja Gourmet. Those are pot pot pies. We make. Steve Horowitz <laughs> started Ganja Gourmet a year ago. They sell raw marijuana. Mass Super Skunk, Maui. But they specialize in marijuana infused food items. Do you think that this is going to be a growing part of the medical marijuana business? Absolutely. In fact, it, it already is. Ganja Gourmet operates out in the open, has eight employees, and like all the medical marijuana dispensaries in Denver, it's taxed by the city and state. And it could really be big business. So far, the city of Denver in the last nine months has collected $2.1 million in tax revenue. Horowitz's share is about $4,000 a month. He says he doesn't mind paying the taxes because it helps legitimize the marijuana trade. People are now out of the closet. Everybody is, nobody's hiding the fact that they smoke pot anymore. To get a sense of just how normal medical marijuana has become here in Denver, check out Westward. This is the local free weekly available all over the city. I counted over 100 ads for medical marijuana in here. They even hired a medical marijuana reviewer. There are almost 300 dispensaries in Denver. Lotus Medical caters to an upscale crowd. Located in a fashionable part of downtown Denver in a historic building, they blend right in. We deal with a lot of, you know, professionals, uh, lawyers. Uh, Shauna Santos used to sell real estate. When that business tanked, she took a gamble on medical marijuana. We're going to go. There was no business model here. It's not like I opened up a shoe boutique or... The recession you know, has created what she calls the perfect storm for loosening marijuana laws. People want pot and the governments need money. This is obviously something that not only meets the needs of people medically, but also is obviously a revenue-based, you know, business. In Colorado, there are over 115,000 people on the medical marijuana registry. This is where we have our medical marijuana. Wow, there's really a lot of uh, varieties, aren't there? There is. Um, currently, I think we have over 28 different strands. So this is about an eighth of an ounce mm -hmm. of marijuana. How much does this cost? Shana? This would be 50 plus tax. This is a lot of marijuana, Shauna. Where do you get it? Um, 70% is grown by ourselves. You have an operation here in Denver? Absolutely. Lotus Medical. Can we check it out? Yeah, absolutely. So this is your grow operation? It is. We've got four grow rooms operating as we speak. What's in here? These are babies. Wow, it's really bright in here. It is. Um, we have to keep these lights on 24 hours a day when they're uh, beginning. There's more to the marijuana business than you might see even at a dispensary. It is. I mean, that's why you're trying to take it out of the hands of people who don't know what they're doing and put it in the hands of the people that do. So uh, when the plants get a little bigger, they're put on a 12-hour light cycle to simulate daytime and nighttime. We have to use these special lights to uh, go in and look at them. 
These are some big plants. They are. They are almost at the end of their cycle. There's a lot of marijuana in here, and even in these four grow rooms, you can't keep up with the demand at Lotus. Um, you know, you really can't. To your business model, how important is it for you to control uh, the whole process from seed to selling it? Um, absolutely, number one in our game is, I think, is that. That's because the markup on marijuana can be up to 200%. Keep the growing in-house, and you keep more of the profits mm, in-house. Smells good. Supply, demand, markets, customers. It's really not that much different than any other industry, even if it looks a little strange. I'm, just, I'm overwhelmed and blown away that we're able to do it, and it excites me. It feels good. It does feel good. Jim Spellman, CNN, Denver, Colorado. Mm. Yeah, so... Normal stuff over there. Yep, yep, yep. Getting normal. I wonder what that's like. I, you know, um, could have totally, I could totally see myself living in Colorado. Seems like a great place to live. Just my path didn't take me that way. Mm. But, you know, if I was to do it all over again, there it would be a high consideration for me. Um, I need to get over there soon. What You didn't make it either. Who went? Bruce went. Bruce Weed went. Bruce Weed. We need to get Bruce Weed on. <laughs> Tell us about Colorado. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. He went. All right, cool. Um, we'll do that. Wonder where Bruce is at. I don't know. I I asked him if he uh, might want to come come on by for the uh, the election special, and nice. he's considering it. Cool. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on. What do we got going on? Oh, you got a story here. Colorado story. Another Colorado story. This is some good news, actually. Well, I don't know. It's potentially some good news. Um, There's a little bit of argument. Imagine that about something related to cannabis. Um, But the Colorado State Board of Health on last Wednesday approved a program through which poor medical marijuana patients can apply to the state registry for free and not have to pay uh, sales tax on their cannabis purchases either. Um, But the standard that this board used... um, the, or the standard that they approved for determining who's poor enough to qualify has really upset some of the mar- medical marijuana advocates. And uh, they say that that some people are going to get left out of this one. Um, it actually uh, infuriated some or frustrated at least some of them that uh, were on the board for the health department as well. Um, they said, like, for example, Joelle Riddle is a board member and she said i just think with however many millions of dollars we could have done a better job you know if you recall colorado took in millions and millions of bucks off their registration fees um so you know not everybody's really happy with this one but they uh the the, this program was prompted by a bill passed in their legislature this year uh telling the health department to come up with a way for indigent patients to avoid paying the 90 dollar fee when they apply to the state's medical uh cannabis registry Patients who qualify also receive a little mark on their registry cards that shows that they don't have to pay sales tax either. And uh, in order to determine who qualifies for this, the department decided to rely on uh, other measures of indigence, like whether they receive SSI or food stamps. And the the department's director of legal and regulatory affairs and house said that the health department just doesn't have the staffing to do unique evaluations of, of individual uh, patients to you know gauge their situation a little more accurately. But uh, she said, we thought we needed to start somewhere. This is, this is where we started. We decided to start. So it's just a beginning. Um, a lot of medical marijuana advocates said that the standard uh, that they've set misses some poor patients, including those who receive Social Security disability payments, veterans, and uh, some others. But uh, – the board, uh, on a split voice vote, s- approved this department's uh, proposal, but vowed to revisit it 
um, the issue um, to see whether the standards should be expanded. So they'll be coming back to this. And that's a good thing because a lot of people, you know, really need to, to get access. And if you don't have the 90 bucks, sorry, you're out of luck. So, yep, good news, I think. It's a, it's a step in the right direction anyway. Got some grow tips for us this week, I think? Yeah, we got one. Um, well, there's a, there's a, I guess it's kind of a debate. I don't know. I mean, mm. you know, we're going to. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, the, the question is, uh, I think it's from Staley. Was it his question? I think so, yeah. Um, he's wondering about using hydrogen peroxide or H2O2 uh, mm. on your plants, I think is what he was asking about. There's there's lots of things you can use hydrogen peroxide for. Uh, cleaning your reservoirs, it's good for that. You it's can a, use it to kill powdery mildew. It's a disintectant. Mm-hmm. Yep, it yeah. works mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, you spray, it, you mix it and spray it on your leaves. Is that what you do? People do, yeah, around here. Um, I know one person who swears by it, loves it. I've never done it, to be honest. Uh, probably should try it at some point. We get it around here all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would work great for that. It's, it works good for killing things. It's really good at killing things. Mm-hmm. It tends to kill things, dude. That's why we use it on our cuts, and that's why we use it to clean trays, and that's why we use it to kill powdery <laughs> So why would you put it in your reservoir? Because <laughs> it does release the the way the method that it kills things is through oxidization. Yep. Um, the hydrogen peroxide molecule it's H two O two, and uh, it's pretty unstable. That's why they keep it in a black bottle uh, so light doesn't get in there, and you're supposed to keep it in a cool place too so the heat doesn't react with it. Um, what happens is the that that bond with the the extra oxygen. Um, it's basically H two O two. It's water H two O with an extra oxygen attached Mm -hmm. and that extra oxygen is held on pretty weakly it doesn't take much to break it off which is why it's unstable Mm -hmm. so what happens is when you spray it on your leaves to kill your powdery mildew or whatever um that that reaction happens and uh there's a free it's called a free radical that that free oxygen uh atom that's hanging out then so and that that free radical of oxygen uh bonds to a lot of things will react with a lot of things and uh, causes a process called oxidization or uh, um, rust, basically. And uh, that, that process kills living things. However, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotcha. I understand. Yeah, I'm, what? I, that's, that's, but, but honestly, that was a very good explanation. Thanks. You get mm. a ding well for that one. That was, that was good. All right. So, wow, actually high at the moment. <laughs> so these free, these free radicals of oxygen also bond with each other uh, really easily, right? Uh-huh. So you have these spare oxygen molecules floating around or atoms floating around and they bond together to create a stable molecule of oxygen like atmospheric oxygen it's o2 sure uh so you you have your free radical oxygen which is just o o1 or o and then your uh your atmospheric oxygen which is what we breathe and what we live on and that's o2 then you have ozone which is o3 and that's a very heavy heavy kind of oxygen um, and that's helpful in grow rooms too, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So, uh, you create all this atmospheric oxygen and the theory is that if you have it in your reservoir, um, you're delivering that, that oxygen directly to your root zone where oxygen is needed. Well, couldn't you just super oxygenate your reservoir? 
Um, yeah, there's a there's a pretty finite finite limit on how much oxygen you can actually incorporate into your water via uh, trying to dissolve it through. But there's there's methods that are fairly fairly efficient. Yeah, at good, it. like good air stones. Well, they're actually not that efficient at hmm. it. You can go even further, and there are devices that you can make that are fairly simple. Uh, Bruce Weed knows how to how to make them. Um, but, uh, and it, it oxygenates, oxygenates a large amount of water very efficiently. Um, one of the guys I know that does hydro amazingly, that's his thing is his big thing is keeping the water oxygenated. Mm-hmm. So if the purpose is the oxygen, I don't, I mean, I guess what, you know, my concern is killing of, of, uh, beneficial mm-hmm. microorganisms. Yeah. And, I th- Personally, I think at the level which uh, I I use it and I would recommend using it, which I'll I'll mention, um, is it's a very small amount, and I don't think it's um, germicidal or uh, antibacterial at that at that dosage because of the amount that you're putting in an entire reservoir. Uh huh. So for a 50 gallon reservoir, I use one tablespoon, uh, and that it's one tablespoon of sorry the 30. That's the high 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 strength. Okay. I think that we need someone to look at this. I do too. In fact, I, yeah, if someone has a microscope, I'm I've always been trying to find someone to do the research on this. Yeah, because uh it's awesome. a, you know, like it's out there and we need to really just determine whether or not it's good for for your nutrients or not or for your roots or not because mm-hmm. I do not use it and the majority of people around yeah, here. Yeah, most people I know do, do not, not use it. Mm-hmm. Use it. Um but uh, the thing is, is you're still going to grow plants. It's just you're going to be doing it in a slightly more sterile environment th- as opposed to an organic like soil environment. Except I don't think it potentially sterilizes. if yeah. exactly. I don't think it's as I don't think it's as big a deal as some people think it is. I I think it probably does kill cultures though. Like yeah, it, I don't think so. You don't think it anything? No, nope. kills nothing. No, nope. nothing. Nothing. Oh my God! So you pour in uh, hydrogen peroxide into a nutrient base, and all of a sudden, it totally acts differently than it does in the rest of life. No, you're just—it's so diluted. But you don't think it kills anything? Nothing. No, I think there's a medium there. I think that kills something. It's but, like if you jump in a—if you jump in a in a vat full of bleach, you're going to die. But if you jump in a swimming pool, you don't die. It's fine. There's right. still chlorine in there. Hmm. Uh. It's, chlorine is highly toxic, but it's diluted enough that it's at a safe level. Sure, sure. Mm. That's true. That's true. But, hmm. And so you think that that's the thing. You think it won't kill any? I don't think so. I, I, if someone can do the research, I would love to be proven All wrong. you have to do is, I mean, just for that, just do a pinch of your solution onto something that, or whatever mm-hmm. onto some, that are alive. Yeah. Yep. Pretty easy to do and just observe. And just see if they die. See if it kills them. <laughs> um, uh, kill all bugs, <laughs> fuck them all, kill them. <laughs> no, really, the, the, the bad ones. I know you. I know you can feel that, right, Jamie? You're oh yeah, yeah. Start with the spider mites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a good time to get our listeners to kind of join in on this debate because people do it successfully either way. So, um, you know, what do you think? Shoot us an email: info at canvasagenda dot com. Uh, Southwest Arizona stuff. This you found this clip, right, Matt? Uh, yeah, I did. What's this all about? This is a clip about the uh, the new medical marijuana legislation that's going down in Arizona. Hopefully, it'll play. Arizonans appear to be ready to approve medical marijuana for the third time. A new statewide poll shows 52 percent of likely voters 
are in support of Proposition 203. Only 33% are opposed. With the balance, they're undecided. Proposition 203 would allow anyone with a doctor's recommendation to get up to two and a half ounces of marijuana every two weeks. The drug would be distributed at one of the approximately 125 dispensaries that would be allowed. And those living at least 25 miles from one of those sites would be permitted to actually grow their own. Now, if the bill passes, obviously there will be some legal ramifications for our state. It's a big change. Joining me now are attorneys Christopher Corso and John Root here to talk to us a little bit more about this. And again, this is not uncharted territory because several states have actually already made this law. But, but there is going to be some confusion yes, there's going out to there. Be, we see three primary issues that may take place. One, the administrative implementation of how this statute or proposed statute is going to play out uh, with the voters of Arizona, um, the citizens of Arizona. Uh, second of all, how does it play out with possession, where possession of marijuana ultimately right now is a felony offense in the state of Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, and third, how does it affect drunk driving or DUI um, being impaired to the slightest degree while operating a vehicle? Right. Wait, now, some people might not even think about that, but how, how will it change? As far as DUI, right, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and it's unknown. A lot of people don't understand that uh, you can also have a DUI for drugs, prescription drugs, and that's what this is. We're going to have to change the way we look at marijuana now uh, for these individuals because now it's a prescription drug. So what will happen is uh, the law, the law deals with that. What it basically says is uh, you have two requirements um, to not be charged with a DUI to show that you're a prescribed user, mm -hmm. and two. Uh, that the level uh, of marijuana or the, uh, the remnants of the marijuana, marijuana in your system, it will be at a certain level that if it's over that level, then you'll be charged with a DUI. Now, where marijuana differs from other prescription drugs is it stays in your system longer. That's where it'll be confusing, um, and that's where it'll have to be resolved once the law does go into effect. How long do you think it'll take, uh, since other states have done this? for things to kind of settle out because right if if 203 passes this November uh, I mean how long there's, there's uh, at least it's a couple of months to try to figure days. things out yeah. yeah they have 120 days to implement the, the bill and some of the cities right. are currently right now already making preparation uh, for how this is going to actually function in their communities mm -hmm. uh, where are these um, places going to be where you can purchase the marijuana uh, how, is it going to be around our schools? Is it going to be around daycare facilities? Uh, so that is being addressed in city councils throughout the state at this time, and um, that dialogue will continue. Okay. So you guys suspect that there will be issues even in the court system as well? Yeah. Yeah? Like, like what kind of things? Well, as far as, uh, and, and I know that uh, with possession, um, and, and as far as the courts go, you're going to handle the, the two different areas, the DUI and the possession, differently because what it's fine that the, the law gets implemented. The problem is, is the practical application of it. You know, municipalities, judges, police agencies, there is the section of the law that's open for to be interpreted. And that's where we come in, that's where, you know, we can try to get the information the best we can to provide to the public, and that's, that's what you, you're here for, too, to right. let the public yeah. know, hey, you know, this is how it's going to be applied. And what will end up happening is once it's in effect, and once we start to get some cases, uh, under our belt, then we'll start to see how it's being applied and, and, and some of the pitfalls and, and to try to resolve those. So they're waiting for the courts to. Hmm. That'll be the ultimate thing? They'll have to more. <laughs> go figure. Well, 
That's coming up. We'll be following that in the election for sure. Definitely will. What's going on in the Midwest, dude? Oh, well, you know, it's it's a whole lot of the same. Um, there's, this, there's this gentleman. His name is Chris Endress. Um, he's out of the Quad Cities. He's, uh, I believe he's the director of the Quad City Metropolitan Enforcement Group, which uh, investigates drug crimes in both uh, Illinois and Iowa. Because you, if you're familiar, the Quad Cities is right there, right on the border. I think two of them are in Illinois and two of them are in Iowa. Um, and he's campaigning against medical marijuana legalization. There's some a lot of talk about getting something going on in Iowa. They're talking about bringing medical marijuana to Iowa, although there is not currently any pending legislation. It's likely that some will be uh, popping up here within the near future. There is, however, uh, in Senate Bill 1381 pending in Illinois. If uh, you recall, we've gone over that several times and gave updates on this program that uh, it has passed all the hurdles. It's waiting just for a floor vote on the House, and then it will be sent to the governor to be signed into law, should that be the case, um, if it's passed. And Chris Endress is obviously paid and sworn to uh, to uh, fight against these things. And, and, and it's a lot of more of the same kind of language. You can get the story uh, through the link on our website and read it uh, more in-depthly. But one thing that stood out to me is uh, – it actually, this is even more of the same, but it really stood out to me. He said uh, – a section of this article says, how much is too much? It says, if, if users are allowed to grow their own plants, then Andrews questions how many they should have. The legislation uh, calls for in, in Illinois, SB 1381, calls for an individual limit of two ounces of dried cannabis and six cannabis plants, which we've talked about as being uh, over-restrictive, almost to the point of being non-functional for a lot of people that would need this, uh, especially the ones that would need it the most. Um, Andrews argues that that is too much. He said one plant can produce multiple pounds of marijuana. I mean, and we, we talked about this before. We know there, there are some really skilled growers, some expert growers that can pull out some uh, in outdoor outdoor plants. They can pull out some, some plants that have multiple pounds. But for uh, the average person, especially the average patient or caregiver, in an indoor setting, how likely is that to happen? And I wonder, um, and, you know, he uses a scare tactic. Even the most innocent people are going to be compelled to sell this. It's worth thousands of bucks. They can get it all of a sudden and have all this money and, and blah, blah, blah. But I wonder if anyone has ever put up money. You know how you've read uh, The Emperor Has No Clothes or from Jack Herrera, and, and he says he challenges people if they can prove him wrong. Right. Yeah. Well, I wonder if anybody's ever taken that approach to uh, big mouths like this guy. Um and, and I and I, I don't I don't use per, pejorative language just that freely. I mean, this guy is all over the media. He seems to be the go-to guy to get the other side of the story. And every time they talk to him, he, he spouts off this same nonsense, you know. And I wonder, or you know, prohibitionist, you know, agenda. And and I wonder, has anybody ever challenged this guy? Can he can he or any of his crew or staff or people or friends or relatives or some random dude he can find off the street, can he produce in some way somebody that can demonstrate to us? I mean, it would it would serve his cause really well right. because he would prove that what he's saying, you know, it would up his credibility. But, I mean, I think somebody that has a little bucks, it wouldn't be a starving college student like myself, but somebody could put up $25,000 or something to say, you know, prove it. There's some incentive for you. You can use it to to fight drugs and save the children. Just uh, show us that you can get into a, a, a an indoor plant 
and, and produce multiple pounds right. off of it. Well, I mean, doesn't it you seem know? sensible and uh, proper to like make an incremental step and just go, okay, we'll have an outdoor law and we'll have an indoor law for your limits yeah. or whatever. I mean, like if you want to write laws about how many plants and how much possession people can have and you don't mm. write them specific when there's two totally different ways of doing this and just like make it based on reality, dude, like outdoors. Yeah. So obviously what they're saying is, is in the outdoors, you can have six plants and he's like, mul- and he's saying that has mul- can harvest multiple pounds per plant. Right. So he's saying you yeah. can harvest 12 pounds. Right. So is, is he saying, can you grow 12 pounds anytime you want indoors too? If that's the case, then you need, you know, 10,000 Watts. And, you know, or at least at least eight or nine. And uh, you need to do smaller plants because that's just the way it works indoors. You can't do the I mean, those huge plants like that and <laughs> indoors. I've seen some pretty gigantic indoor plants, but they always top out at about a half a pound. Mm-hmm. And those are freaks, dude, like freaks you yeah. know so and not and not the average patient no you have to be reasonable a... you have to allow at least i would say at least nine plants per every thousand watts you're gonna allow and as a state you got to mm-hmm. determine how much you're gonna allow people to do um you know and yeah. it, right i mean if it's... come on prop 19 spread the <laughs> we need the trend to spread spread well, the we're gonna limit sizes here too <laughs> you heard i mean we're gonna limit sizes here to like an acre <laughs> or something yeah. but, but but i mean you know like it seems horrible from california it seems horrible and then you go well, but wait <coughs> what's going on in illinois yeah right dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. yeah right hopefully it's it'll... an uphill battle you know it's finished i'm almost we still have ways almost... to go even if prop 19 passes here it's just like one big giant step but it's still got lots of steps right. to go you know in so. a long journey you yeah. betcha Long way, long way to go. Um, looks like Iowa and Illinois have a long way to go, though, man. They do, for sure. So uh, moving on to the research bin. Why is it so hard to study marijuana? I don't know. You guys know why? I think it's I don't because know why. the government doesn't put money this into studying. The government won't it. let you. Right. Well, yeah, because it is Schedule 1. It has no medical that. efficacy. Come on, deschedulize. It's a big, big part of the agenda, guys. It's it's on the cannabis agenda, deschedulizing marijuana. God, I think that's number one. Right? Yeah, yeah that's huge. It's the biggest victory we can do. It's got to happen. How do we do this? How do we get it to happen? So even CNN is on this chip now. Oh, With marijuana legalization on the ballot in four states, we're focusing on this always hot-button issue. Today, let's talk research, because you can't make a decision about whether something should be legal without looking into it. Now, this is a problem when it comes to marijuana. Researchers have trouble getting their hands on it in order to explore whether it should be used for medicinal purposes or not. According to the American Medical Association, which supports more research on medical marijuana, fewer than 20 small trials involving only 300 patients in total have been conducted on marijuana smoking in this country over the last 35 years. Why? Here, this is why. Pot has a Schedule 1 classification. Schedule 1. This is from a DEA website. Schedule 1 drugs are classified as having a high potential for abuse, no currently accepted medical use in treatment in the United States, and a lack of accepted safety for use of the drug or other substance under medical supervision. You can agree with that or you can not agree with it, but let's compare it to cocaine and crack. Here's another quote from the DEA. 
Cocaine is a Schedule II drug under the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, meaning that it has a high potential for abuse, but can be administered by a doctor for legitimate medical uses, such as local anesthesia for some eye, ear, and throat surgeries. Hmm. Okay. Marijuana is a Schedule drug one, a Schedule I drug. Cocaine is a Schedule II drug. Have you done Marijuana that? is more highly and, and, and strictly regulated than cocaine. You can get cocaine for certain medical access. You can get it for, uh, for studying. You can't for marijuana unless you're the government. So basically, it is harder for researchers to get their hands on marijuana than it is to get their hands on cocaine and crack. It's true. That's that's the end of that, huh? Yeah, that, it summed it up right there at the end. That, uh huh. That's uh that's crazy. Um, yeah, the, it's hard to get the the deschedulize is huge for so many things from a research standpoint, and then from an obviously legal standpoint, uh, it makes right. no sense. It's so hypocritical. It's almost like all the national politicians admit that there is some medical value in marijuana. If the, so many people, even on both sides of the aisle, at least believe like a terminally ill patient should be able to use marijuana because it at least gives them some sort of medical relaxation or whatever, dude, like provides something for them. Like it's people admit it now, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's like, and I don't get this. No, it's bad the rest of your life. But when you're on your deathbed, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's that you're gonna die and anyway. why is that a common belief wow, that's kind of crazy like like yeah. it's it's really like eh, we'll, we'll let you have your sin here at the end yeah at the very end yeah at the very end that'll, that'll guarantee that you end up in hell <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to feel good but only at the very end of your life <laughs> right and right when you're dying <laughs> along with the morphine and everything else that you'll need here's a little pot oh man Crazy. Um, ludicrous. Yeah, that is pretty ludicrous. <laughs> we got a little bit of a nugget today. I think for our nugget, we decided we're going to talk about what's going to come up on the ballot. I think that's a pretty timely issue, and everybody would like to probably hear a rundown from us. So the things that they have to look for uh, in their local state or area, if there's a big stuff or uh, some big stuff going on. Um, so what do we got? We got some statewide ones, Four right? initiatives, I believe. Uh -huh. um, we got Prop 19. 19. California. Vote, please. Right. Uh, and then you got Prop 203 in Arizona, which mm -hmm. is... Uh, About time. They kept canceling that. Three times is a charm in Arizona. Medical marijuana, right? Uh, don't know what the proposition number is in South Dakota, do you, Jamie? South Dakota is Initiated Measure 13. Measure 13. All right. That's mm -hmm. what that is. And yeah, then, it's initiated. That's the way. That's in, it, uh, intentional language for the way they run things over there. Initiated. I guess that means that that's an initiative. This measure was uh, in an, by, by the people. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that's what that means. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's called uh, Initiated Measure 13. All right. All right. And, huh. Initiated. Me okay. So that, does, that gives it like a different legal status or something, obviously, right? Since they're identifying. That's weird. Um, yeah. Just different. Probably doesn't matter at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then what's 74, Prop 74 in Oregon, Oregon. for dispensaries yep. to whether or not yep. they're going to have dispensaries or That's not? That's called uh, Measure 74, and it will – it's a Regulated Medical Marijuana Supply System Act. It's, it's official jargon. All right. And then we got um, – do we have any, any candidates? Any, oh, uh, 
I, I thought of a couple. That thing in Denver is not. I mean, not Denver in uh, Detroit is not happening, right? Um, not that I'm aware of so far. I haven't heard anything new about it. I don't know if they've been able to get it together yet or not. I don't know what's going on with that, but we'll keep up. Doubtful, I believe, is the status, right? Yeah, fairly so. That's a huge thing to pull off. So I don't know. They were trying to get it together really quickly. I guess the people that took over had more money and resources and ability to do this than the people that started it, who I think was Cannabis Inc. Um, but yeah. yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see. But in uh, Massachusetts, um, there are those whatever votes that they can do that don't have any legislative effect. They just simply make a right. statement or whatever in a few districts. Yeah, they show the people's voice. Uh huh. In Massachusetts, that's going on. Definitely. And um, Maryland, right next door, um, Republican what? State Senator David Brinkley, as we reported earlier in the show, um, they canceled. Uh, well, the Senate passed a med- medical marijuana legislation there in April, and then it went down the tubes because the House – they don't call it that. They call it the House of Delegates, I think. It is, uh, they, uh, they, it, it failed. And so Senator David Brinkley says that if, if, you real, if he's reelected, he will uh, – definitely address this issue and he will reintroduce a bill to get this passed the right way. He has some support as well. So remember him, Maryland, Republican state senator, by the way. Um, what else we got? Oh, of course, our beloved Jay Selthoffner kicking booty over there in uh, the land of cheese and beer. That's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, mm. We're following that one. That's That's one everybody's got to show up. There's a lot of young voters in Wisconsin listening to the show. Absolutely. Go vote. Did you hear that? Young voters. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There are a lot of you. And um, please go vote. Don't, you know, it's a big deal. So, uh, especially if you're in Jay's district. Um, but just in general, you know, even if you don't have to vote on for everything on the ballot, I never vote for everything on the ballot. Have you voted for everything on the ballot no, ever? I- it happens all the time when I get there, and I'm like, I don't even know what this is, so I'm not going to vote on it if, yeah. I, if I don't understand it. No, exactly. Um, so maybe I'll get better at like knowing what things are in the future, but for now, I just mm-hmm. vote on what I know. And um, you know what? There's also some that we would want to point out that will point this out with a measure of caution because we don't really know some of these candidates and what their whole thing is about. Like Jay Selthoffner, for example, he has a great agenda beyond the cannabis agenda. He has a full uh, multifaceted cannabis agenda, but he also has the other issues in the in life and in the world that, that are important. So so he's a, he's a viable candidate through and through. Well, we reported earlier about uh, a gentleman running for Florida attorney general, which Florida is a, is a hotbed for possibilities for some, some – I mean they've got – they can just move a little bit and it will be colossal for that state. Um, this is the Florida attorney general position. So this is a very big place uh, for somebody to be pro-cannabis. His name is Jim Lewis. Now, we don't know the rest of his agenda, what he's about, what he's going – what he's doing. You know, so I don't know how viable this guy will be, but as far as uh, from a cannabis uh, agenda, from a cannabis point of view, he is definitely very much. He went down to the um, city council or the city hall and he protested right in front of the city uh, building <laughs> and he started it. He, he, you know, put it together. So he's he's definitely a, a, a guy to keep keep your eye on for sure. Well, I mean, it almost doesn't matter. I mean, having a pro cannabis agenda is kind of big in, in Florida and that. I mean, oh, it's enormous. So, like, you know, like I, I could go across party lines just for that issue alone sometimes probably. But um, yeah. 
you know, like um, the laws there are pretty tough. There's a lot of growing going on in Florida. And mm. uh, possession 20 grams or less is a misdemeanor up to one year. Um, more than 20 grams is a felony. Five years, up to five years, just not even three quarters of an ounce, dude. Oh, um, they just arrest people in droves in that, in that state, too. 25 or more plants, um, felony, up to 15 years. It used to be 300 plants, but they changed it to 25 or more. It used to be 300 or more. Now at 25 or more, it's a felony with up to 15 years. Um, sales, under 20 grams, misdemeanor, one year. Um, you got 25 pounds or less, a felony for up to five years. And then you get into the minimum mandatories in Florida, and it's... Um, it's two. Let's see. The first one is twenty-five to two thousand pounds felony. Obviously, all these are three-year minimum mandatory. Two thousand to ten thousand pounds is up to seven years, and then ten thousand or more is fifteen years. That that's a, those are those are big. Those are that's pretty specific for all those different rates. They probably in Florida. Florida is mm-hmm. a. I mean, Florida deals with a lot of drug issues in general, kind of like California. Um, right. So. Uh, it, it's a, you know, a crazy thing there, but, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Having somewhat of a cannabis gin is a pretty big deal. Maybe we should look into this guy a little bit more before the election. Yeah. And the AG, I mean, whew, that's big, that's right. a big deal. Thanks for finding yeah, that. You just dug that one out. I was totally, sure. we were, that was who I was talking about right earlier mm-hmm. when we were trying to figure that out. Okay. Um, sweet. Is there any, are there any others that you can think of or we well, there's this uh, additional message that I like to deliver to people, and it goes along with what we've been saying um, throughout this program, that the the real change, the real politics truly does happen at the local level. It all starts with us in our local areas. So wherever you are, wherever you may be listening to this, even our international listeners, for goodness sakes, take a look around. If you're interested enough to listen to this program, you're certainly interested enough to take a look around and, and avail yourself to the situation, what's going on, what the laws are in your area, and look for local candidates that can support uh, the, the changes that you believe in. And uh, by all means, go out and vote. Because I think we're having an air show today. By the way. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting surveilled. I didn't know. I didn't notice that that was a black helicopter. Or... Your neighbor's gonna come knock on your door. I think they have those sonic things. Hey guys, can you see this with your heat sensor? Oh, that's right. Okay, that was the first heat sensor bird I think they probably got in this month. Um, anyway, this month. Yeah, this month. Well, maybe this week. Um, where was I at before the? The dive bomber came by. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you were talking about just... participating in local government. Yeah, for goodness sake, the bottom line is in, you in know, your community in general. Stand up and get active and, 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 and um, get involved by all means. But the bottom line is exercise your ability to vote because it's only a very important thing if you exercise it. And you have to go out there and, and you know voice your opinion and try to change hearts and minds in an honest way. You know, the way I do it is not to go, this is the way it is. And that's it because it's like a steel trap for most people. I think me included, when somebody says that, it's like, I'm closed. I'm not listening to any more of that guy. He's trying to put his thoughts and his opinions in my mind, you know, and I didn't invite him in there yet. So what I do is just put out information and set it on the table and go, this is what you need to look at because this is really important and encourage people to take a look at it themselves and use their own judgment and their own mind. And I think people, I don't know, maybe that's a Loxian point of view, you know, 
all people are generally good heart, good uh, nature, good of good intention. I think that if you give them that opportunity to uh, to check it out, they'll they'll look at an issue if it's important to them, and you put put together some decent information, some reasonable information for them in a concise enough way where they can get it and go, wow, really? This is a this is a, a potentially hor- you know harmful issue or horrible issue that we're dealing with, and we can make changes. Then they can go from there, you know, and pay attention to your local areas. I'm sure there's a lot of other candidates that we're not a, we're not aware of. Um, they might be worth uh, throwing your support behind. Yeah, and in the future, it's huge to start if if in your area that your politicians don't talk about pot at all. I'm sure this happens all over the place. It's just not even mm. discussed, probably. Um, uh, you know, um, if they don't, uh, you need to be the one trying to to. Get, force them to. I mean, they mm-hmm. you know find the per, the arena and and continue to ask the questions and have people write letters and ask the question uh, and they'll they'll have to address it. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we, you know. I think we had some uh, some some hopefully helpful tips on how to um, advocate effectively for uh, cannabis issues. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll put that up if you guys if that's okay with you guys. I can put that up on the supplementary readings on our book list. Sure. As well. And you can go on there and check that out. I mean, hopefully it's so obvious to you and you already know this stuff. But in all likelihood, there's some things that you might go, hmm, that makes sense. I haven't thought about that. And uh, make sure you re- that we represent ourselves as, as, as the intelligent, you know, well-meaning people that we are and, and, you know, walk the walk. So that's how we get things done. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there it was agenda number thirty-five. Yeah, bring. Speaking to get things done, close. I think we just got this one done. We got a reminder here, don't we? Yeah, we do. This show will get you high. That's right. We and talked about it last week. One, not only this one, but Ooh, the one we're one. talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's a double entendre. Ooh, wait, what, <laughs> what's that? The, oh, oh. <laughs> the show will get you high. Get it? it took a minute. That was the Sputnik thing. It <laughs> takes a while for you to, <laughs> to hit back to Earth. This one was strong. I don't know though. It may I, since I have I drank so heavily last night. It might not have been a good uh, idea for me to puff quite as heavy as I just did. Really, to be you're honest. already kind of laying on the susceptibility platform. I mean, I can still function and get everything done, but I just I, I think I, I don't know. It was a little stronger than I anticipated for me. How about for you? Um, not all that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, oh, let's go back to our rating then. Okay. Um. We can only use five points. Does it make you talkative, giggly, tingly, hungry, sleepy, energetic, lazy, uplifted, euphoric, creative? Help with your nausea, nausea, pain, anxiety, stress, PMS. Help with your PMS at all? Uh, I'm not going to address that nonsense. All right. Um, I mean, <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about the PMS. The other things. Uh, it doesn't have. Um, like I feel like I I don't know a little attention a, a off a little bit like it was harder for me to pay attention does it have anything focus so less focus less focus mm-hmm. oh we we can't go less we can only go plus hmm. don't give it much pluses I want negative numbers in here yeah like train wreck can make me focus more on certain activities and that's like one where I would rate activities to do with with train wreck you know mm-hmm. like mow the grass uh-huh. It's great on train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I love it. it. It's it's a good one. So oh well, I just smoked some decent train wreck the other day. It's decent. It's been a while for me. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey, anyway, the, hey, the, the show will get you high. The show will get yeah, you high. Yeah, did that air yet? No, mm-hmm. it's, uh, well, what is what is today's date? Well, no, 24. no. It, it airs on the 27th uh, at 3 o'clock okay. in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, 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 the night of you, you'll probably still be up from the 26th unless you set your alarm. <laughs> um, <laughs> the following no- uh, day morning, the 28th of October at four 30 in the morning and, uh, November 1st at four in the morning on comedy central. Do we have any nice. listeners that make it, make it that late in the night? Let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we did hear back from, um, Oh, ooh, I don't have her email. I think it was Alicia, but she said that, um, the show will be available online after they broadcast Sweet. it. Sweet, yeah, there so you go. We'll, we'll be able, we'll be sure to find that. Good, good. Yeah, we'll good. try and to we'll share the link from with the show things, to uh, talk to us too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I went on their site to check it out a little bit. Uh-huh. They've got a bunch of little comedy clips, like individual skits you can check out on like it's kind of YouTube type video thing. And right. uh, one of them was the tech mom, and she's got an Apple computer and she's talking and it makes it sound like she's just a tech mom she doesn't know crap about computers and stuff then she comes on and i'll just i don't want to spoil it all but you know it's it's fun it's worth checking out the tech mom huh yeah yeah i think you guys would like that one i'll check it out cool cool mm-hmm. cool we got a clip right for the end of the show too today yeah we got uh alan st pierre who uh as you all know versus uh, uh the covina police chief kim rainey mm. yeah it's a good, good, I think nice. about an eight-minute debate that they had on, uh, I forget what channel, on TV, though, on the television. Yeah. On the two. Executive one director. Of the, one of the main main news dudes doing it again, probably, huh? One of the main news they're, channels. They're covering, oh, yeah. They're covering this, man. They love it. I know. They're they eating it up They love it. Yep. They mm. love it. Well, awesome. how are we doing, guys? Let us know. Did I get too stoned today? Um, <laughs> hit us up uh, you can check out our website cannabisagenda.com there, there are um, show notes are and you can click on any of the links we've mentioned or anything from today's agenda and you can reference all of our stories watch clips if you want to see them um, yeah you can you can do that from there you can link over to Facebook or Twitter from there as well um, and like us there please from Facebook at Facebook please send invites to your friends as well Um Shoot us emails anytime. Info at cannabisagenda.com. Did I get too stoned today? <laughs> uh, give us a call, 707-654-CAN-C-A-N-N. Um, and, uh, yeah, check us out on iTunes. Please review us and, and use the word marijuana to help us solve our marijuana problem. <laughs> That's the only marijuana problem we have right now. <laughs> Please, we're really trying to uh, to figure that out thing out so that we're easier to find on itunes so uh mm-hmm. please review us there and um uh yeah uh dude we're almost here we only got a week left to go yeah, a week left dude week got vote, a vote vote got a big thing going down y'all stay tuned mm-hmm. we'll uh, spread the knowledge yep we'll talk to you soon for Peace sure pot love you guys
Now, November isn't too far away, and political campaigns are kicking into high gear across the country. But a ballot initiative in California just might be the most explosive political decision of them all. I'm talking about Proposition 19, which, if passed, would make marijuana legal. It's called the Regulate, Control, and Tax Cannabis Act of 2010. Now, while supporters claim that legalization could bring in millions of dollars in revenue for the state, whose financial situation is so dire that they've been handing out IOUs, opponents are worried, of course, about what could come with complete legalization. Will California then turn into a state of stoners, more so than it already is? Will kids be able to pick it up at the grocery store, like candy? Or will allowing the product to be regulated reduce drug use and drug arrests and start a trend across the U.S. Well, join me to discuss it in studio is Alan St. Pierre, executive director of Normal, the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. And from our studio in Los Angeles is Chief Kim Rainey, police chief of Covina, California. Gentlemen, I want to thank you both for joining me. Uh, now, Alan, I'll start with you since you're right here in the studio. Tell me what that would mean if weed really was just legalized across the board in California. Would we have just everyone running around stone? all the time? Well, as you set it up, no more so than they already are in California after 74 years of prohibition. That's a stereotype. Yes, That's a stereotype. So, no, there's always a kernel of truth to this. I'm from California, so I can make fun of my own. Um, one it would do is stop the arrest of 70,000 Californians every year for using marijuana. Um, it would bring in some needed tax dollars, and it would get police to prioritize crimes that the public really cares about. Arresting people for marijuana is not one of them. Now, in Los Angeles, uh, uh, you are a, a police chief. You are part of the law. And there has been so much criticism over the way that the drug war is fought in this country. You know, there's a lot of statistics that say that, in fact, the drug war hasn't in any way coincided with, with, uh, the, with the decrease, excuse me, of drug use. So what do you think would happen if Prop 19 actually passes? Well, here's the challenge. First of all, the drug war is a term that was coined in the late 60s by the Nixon administration. But the truth of the matter is, this is an initiative that has no hope of taxing, regulating, and controlling marijuana. And that's why the, uh, the chiefs of police throughout the state, the sheriffs throughout the state, the governor of California, both uh, candidates for governor on both sides of the ballot, both uh, attorney general candidates on both sides of the ballot, um, 25 major newspapers up and down the state of California on both sides of the social and political spectrum are against this initiative. And it's not so much the conversation about the legalization of marijuana, it's that this initiative is so poorly written is going to create more issues than it answers. So how is it exactly that this initiative is going to work? I mean, tell me why it's not actually going to regulate or control or bring in revenue. Well, it's not going to work. First of all, um, the myth is that it's going to bring in $1.4 billion to the general fund um, of California to help us during this downturn in the economy. Truth of the matter is the state of California doesn't get one cent if this initiative passes. Instead, every city, which are 478 cities in California, or every county, which there's 58, now has to develop their own taxing, regulation, and control mechanism or scheme to try to regulate this. So you're going to have over 500 governmental bodies with different uh, taxing schemes, taxing rates, regulatory schemes. It is a public policy disaster.
Now, Alan, what do you have to say to that? I mean, if this is going to be just a public policy disaster, a bureaucratic nightmare, then what's the point? Well, having lived through the same discussion in 1996, when the same group of politicians and all the papers in California and all the law enforcement came out against Prop 215 to make medical marijuana legal, what happened? The voters didn't believe them then. They're likely not going to believe them now. And just like with other type of taxation issues, the counties surely should be able to take this money in, and it's unfortunate that the state is not. We shouldn't blame the state for being foolish here. The counties are going to come in and take the money, and they're going to get those monies to schools and hospice centers and libraries and to this man's salary. Well, you know, actually, I want to... Uh... Unfortunately, he couldn't, be, he couldn't be further from the truth. I'm sorry. He couldn't be further from the truth. First of all, in 1996, the voters of the state of California, this, uh, the Medical Marijuana Act was presented as a compassionate use act, and the voters in California are compassionate people. They felt that if somebody would benefit medically from, uh, from marijuana, they were all for that. And the, police, the chiefs of police in the state of California understand that argument. The problem is only 2% of it. the people in California using marijuana are getting any kind of medical benefit from this. According to 8% are using it recreationally. According, according to you, the chief of the, 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 the League of California, the League of California Cities and the umbrella organization for the counties throughout the state are both against this initiative because they realize, even though theoretically, according to the proponents, they're going to get money from this, it is a disaster for them, and they want nothing to do with this initiative. Now, Kim, but do you think uh, if it wasn't this initiative that was so flawed, would you be in support of legalizing marijuana? Do you think that this is something that every Californian, every American maybe one day should have the option to do, like they have the option to drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes? We think it's time for a national discussion, and that discussion should be, are we as a society ready to legalize another intoxicant, and are we prepared for the unanticipated consequences? You can't have states individually breaking off and going against federal law and federal policy. It's time for a national conversation. But consequences like what? I mean, tell me what's so scary about the fact that people can smoke weed legally. Well, here's going to be the issue. Um, we're going to create a whole new category of drivers here in California called a drugged driver. And you're going to have people under the influence or intoxicated by marijuana. Since 2004, uh, fatal traffic accidents in California where the driver involved in the fatal accident tested positive for marijuana has increased 100 percent. An estimate by an analyst from the Na National Traffic Highway Safety Administration estimates if this measure passes, that number is going to increase by 300 percent. So I'll make an offer to my, my good friend in the studio there, and that if this measure passes, one of the difficult things we have to do in law enforcement is we have to go knock on the doors of families whose family members have been killed, either by crimes or by fatal traffic accidents. And I'll have an open invitation that he can go with us and knock on the door, explain to this family that their husband, wife, uh, daughter, son has been killed in a motor vehicle accident, the other driver was under the influence of marijuana, and he can explain why this is such a <clears throat> splendid idea. Well, I've had the same pleasure of going to my family's house to explain how my cousin died of alcohol abuse while driving. It doesn't make a case to keep 73 years of prohibition together, so if you really want to have that level of control like you have for alcohol, we must legalize it. Keeping it illegal doesn't give you control as a police officer. But tell me this, I mean, let's say that a uh, police officer does pull you over if, uh, you know, if property 
does pass, and they think that you're stoned. Uh, how do they test you right there on the spot? Then everyone's sure. going to say, well, you can't tell because you can't smell my breath. Sure. And it's, uh, it becomes an invasion of privacy, perhaps? For the last 40 years, at least, uh, California police have been arresting people for using marijuana, clearly. What they do now, actually, ironically, is test people and only test for the metabolites, which actually doesn't test for impairment like you have for blood alcohol content. So normal actually believes strongly you shouldn't drive a car impaired and saliva test and maybe other breath tests in the future will make it so that you cannot drive while intoxicated, which we don't support at all. All right. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you both for being here. We're out of time. But, you know, of course, these are all of the, the repercussions, the things that people are going to keep discussing, whether Prop 19, I think, passes or not, because it does seem like California is a place where uh, the willpower, at least from some people, to get medical, to get legal marijuana passed is not going to go away. Well, this thank is you part both. of that national discussion.